0: Everybody, welcome to another edition of Movies on the Rocks. This is episode 3, I like to say, because I am a gentleman. Um, this is episode 3. We will be coming to you live from our houses, basically. Um, I, as always, I have my uh, my cohorts in crime, my, uh, my, uh, my criminal enterprise bravados and hermanos. Uh, I have uh, Goody on the call.
1: Hey, this is me. Goody. Yep,
0: Goody on his new microphone, so you can tell he sounds so much better than previous episodes. And I have also Derek. You know, you'd left
2: out like three Musketeers. Like that's oh, the key. one. I could have done
0: that. I could have gone for that. But that I was waiting on that one, man. Why you gotta be doing a spoiler? That was gonna be like next episode, man. Oh gosh. Next episode. Next episode. So, anyways, but but yeah, so um so I have you gentlemen on, on on the line, and we're going to be doing this, the line, what is this, radio? It's not even radio anymore. What am I talking about? Anyways, but <laughs> as always, this is Movies on the Rocks. We will be talking about movies, news, pop culture, anything having to do with either, like I said, movies, TV, uh, video games, um, you know, books, comic books, whatever we got on our minds, whatever we're reading, watching that week, um, and just kind of just talking about the stuff that we like to talk about, which is just, you know, nerd shit. I mean, that's just all, that's just what we're all about, um, the three of us. And uh, what I want to start off by saying is that uh, if there's something that I say, or if we, we, we this is called Movies on the Rocks, we watch movies, we talk about them, and while we talk about them, we are drinking. I have a drink, I'm drinking a uh, uh, Pepsi and a Kraken. Uh, Goody, what are you having?
1: I am having a nice cold michelada. Very. There's a little and Clamato and some beer and some nice. spices. Good times.
0: Nice, nice. And Derek, what are you drinking? Old school college drink,
2: man. Spiked Kool-Aid.
0: Nice, 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 nice. If it was spiked Gatorade, dude, it goes right to your bloodstream. Um. Anyways, oh my goodness. for the next time. <laughs> Yeah,
1: it goes it goes quick. Believe me, if it's me. in a hypodermic needle, that's even <laughs> faster to the bloodstream.
0: Yeah. Almost, almost faster. Uh, but yeah, no. So we're gonna be, be drinking this, <sighs> we do this. We we did it in college. It was stupid. Believe me, it was dumb. Uh, we used to drink uh, Gatorade with rum. It was a horrible, horrible idea. Horrible, and it tastes so terrible. But you definitely got hammered quicker, much, much faster. Uh, it was literally, you know, because Gatorade's chemically, you know created to go straight to your bloodstream so
1: oh that's your that's your science expertise my
0: scientific expertise i mean i yeah. was pre-med i was pre-med for a year Goody. oh
1: pre-med that's for right. a year oh, you know right. what i'm saying
0: yeah. Right. yes 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 bank on it buddy call me dr burial you're almost um, an expert <laughs> almost almost an expert so anyways um but, but yeah, so- as a
1: disclaimer as a disclaimer now we've got this alcohol out of the way as always, please follow the rules and laws of your area when it comes to drinking ages. Yes, thank yes, you. Yes.
0: Thank you for the disclaimer. Also, this is um, an explicit podcast. We will be uh, probably using some pretty harsh language. Um, and so, for that reason, you know, don't let the kitties here unless you're one of those parents that thinks you're cool. It's not a good thing. Don't do that. Um, but yeah, we, we will be discussing some probably some harsh language, uh, maybe throwing around some pretty bad shit. So, just a uh, just be ready for it and just be advised. Um, also, the, we wanted to give you just an, a, a regular, just like as always, process of what we pick. We pick a movie in alphabetical order, regardless of genre, regardless of age, could be anywhere, anytime, and um, we've done A, we done Akira, we've done B, we've done Beverly Hills Cop. This week, of course, is C. C, we will be talking about the great, I think great, John Favreau independent film called Chef uh we've all seen it we're gonna discuss it uh, a little bit later in the in the podcast but um you know just for that reason i mean just to start off i mean uh just for a basic understanding thumbs up thumbs down guys
2: yeah i'm game let's do it
0: all right perfect all right well goody uh why don't you go ahead, uh, if you have any news, I mean, we all have probably topics we've heard or read about, but since you are our resident news reporter, uh, please, to the news desk, we go Raphael Biriel.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. So, uh, as... Um as you all know, I'm really into, you know, different things and obviously like video games being a big one. And so I always have to start off with a little bit of a couple of video games news before I, I branch a little bit to more general entertainment. Um, and something that kind of was very exciting. It's been ex- actually very exciting because of today, actually today uh, being um, May the 7th uh, is that today we got some real footage of the Xbox Series X in action. Um, Ooh, and they revealed catch a that. bunch of games um, that are not necessarily their launch titles or launch windows. So they're going to come out within if not the day of the actual console. They'll be coming out, you know, within a couple of months of the console. And they said a whole bunch of games. Um, now I'm not exactly sure how many of these or which of these are going to be are exactly um, console exclusives. Um, and I'm not myself, I'm not much of an Xbox guy, but it was really good because it allowed me to see upcoming games that I know that are not going to be Xbox exclusives that I'm going to enjoy. And they kind of announced it was really exciting. Um, one of the big announcements they made for, which, you know, has been announced, you know, last week, really. But, you know, officially, uh, is the next Assassin's Creed game. Uh, yeah. which Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which if you know anything about that word, that means that this one... Uh, the group or culture that are front and center is the, uh, well, it's going to be the Vikings. Um, apparently it is, you are playing a Viking um, and you are, it's in the ninth century, uh, Viking invasions of England. Um, and apper- I mean, I wasn't quite sure, but looking at the trailer, it looks like uh, that you'll be facing off. The King is Alfred the Great himself, Seems to be who they're picking as the uh, the English king that you'll be facing off against, and then all these different mechanics. Uh, from what I've heard, uh, for this game, they're going to skew away from the size and scale and length of the game previous Odyssey. Um, not make it so it still have the RPG elements up to it, but it's going to be not like the level gating that they had before, which is basically you had to pass a certain point a level before you could even get further in the game, even like stopping you from making progress in the main story. Did you uh, play these in the oh,
0: past? I I played. I well, I have Odyssey right now, dude. Do you have Odyssey, Derek?
2: I do not. No,
0: dude. I have Odyssey. Odyssey, is, but don't don't get don't get it wrong, dude. It is an amazing game. I mean, visually. I mean, you know, just with 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 and the way the the controller works and everything you do in the game is fantastic. That is one of my pet peeves about the game. You do need to level up seriously. Level up to do a lot of the cooler shit. To get a little bit to get farther down the Odyssey, per se, because otherwise, man, you will get your ass wrecked. I mean, there's no doubt about it, but yes, but other than that, though, but the game itself is fantastic, but it is a huge, huge fucking game. It's so big and vast. It's like you never even thought that, you know, Greece could be this big because you spend so much time in the beginning before you can fast travel. You make, we spend so much time in that boat. Going from island to island, it's crazy. It's you crazy. But it's a great you're not game.
2: one of those guys that likes to like slave away on all of the I'm side not.
0: quests. And you know I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. But this one <laughs> well, I way, am. Actually, I had to. <laughs> Goody is, and he and I don't know. Do you have Odyssey Goody?
1: Uh, I do, but I, because I'm the side quest guy, I'm still stuck on Black Flag. So uh.
0: <laughs> oh yes, yes he is. But no, but it's it's it, but Odyssey. You really have to sit down and do the side quests. Otherwise, it's not going to work for you you and won't that, get far in the game and that's they and that's make you do that things,
1: that's one of the things that they've said specifically that they're going to um it's going to be a shorter it won't have that because some one of the complaints people had about odyssey was that it had like they thought had a lot of bloat to it that a lot of a lot of content stuff which is gonna be fun but it was almost too much and it was too huge a map so it's going to be a smaller game a shorter game and there will not be level gating which was the the big argument people had with it that that you could not even progress in the actual story of the game unless you pa- you were a certain level of character, which meant for some people, I just want to play the, the main story, hear all the you know get all the uh, the events and all the cool information. Oh, now I have to start grinding levels, which is what happened. There would be a level grind just to progress the story, and that's something they said they're going to do away with. There's not going to be level gating at least when it comes to the main story side quests. You could probably do that because optional game still did level gating. Oh. I mean. Apparently Odyssey did. Yep. And what was even very sinister about Odyssey when it came out, which was the thing was that one of the things that they were doing was um, you could buy these packs that would um, level your character up immediately to skip and save a lot of time. And for a lot of people that was seen as a very sinister thing that they did that the game was artificially made with that the level gaining was kind of artificially placed just to try to get more money from players I don't know. I don't want to necessarily get it banned by, uh, by Ubisoft or anything. But anyway, uh, that's not, not going to be a problem anymore. They're, they're moving away from that for this new one, Valhalla. There's also going to be a new mechanic, or it's going to be a, maybe an adjusted mechanic, kind of like what they had with, um, I think it was Assassin's, Assassin's Creed 2, when you remember you had to build up the little city, Monte Um There's going to be a little bit of that again, where it's going to be a city building, that your character is like the leader of a Viking community, that I believe lands in England is part of the kind of invasion. And like you're, you're building up a settlement there, even not just going in. And, and there are going to be raids and all of that, as one would expect. But it's, I think what they're going for, if you've seen the trailer, which is phenomenal, uh, they're going for a way of showing you Viking culture in a way that um, doesn't confirm, like, well, obviously, confirm some parts of it because, you know, certain things the Vikings did that pop culture gets it, they did it. But also give them more uh, three dimensional nature, right? Three dimensionality to them uh, that they you mean are. They're
2: they, not all about raping and
1: pillaging. Well, exactly, and that's exactly, and that's definitely the kind of tone or the message they're sending with the with the with the trailer. They I'm are, curious how far they take that.
2: they are like little things, and I'm I'm not an expert on Norse mythology and and history, but um, they, I mean, they did some kind of unusual things that a lot of people didn't know like they trusted like women in the family handled all the money because they believed that women could see into the future
0: oh not only that dude i mean you've had you have the war maidens i mean there were women that were literally fighting next to men and not only fighting not only fighting but fighting well and fighting just as vicious as some of the men
2: oh really you know? like they were holding their own
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, oh yeah, man. They were they were called shield maidens. Were they called shield maidens? Goody? Shield maidens.
1: Shield yeah, maidens. Shield sorry. Maidens.
0: They were called shield maidens and they were women that would go off on these raiding parties and and they would go out and they would kill and and pillage and destroy just as much as the men. And the men had just as much respect for them as they did for other men on on the, in the party. So yeah, in the raiding party. So yeah, no, they women women were at a Kind of a at a di- definitely at a different level when it came to the Vikings,
2: I mean not to get into I guess the politics of it, but it's interesting to see how a culture develops whenever they don't have stupid stigmas in
0: the way well um I wonder if that's i wonder if that's i wonder if that's due to maybe. You know the environment, population, where you basically you needed all hands on deck because you wouldn't have that many people per se. I guess I have no idea.
1: I mean, I'm wondering if that has something to do with it. You know what I mean? Well, that maybe that, that maybe in an area where there's a much harsher climate or something. I don't know.
2: Hey, I'm open to all suggestions. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I so this game this game goes goes in that that way. Um, I'm very much like you, Goody, where I have to. I have to do all the side quests. I mean, it's the reason I've got over three hundred hours logged in Zelda and stuff. It beat it in two years.
1: Yeah. Well, and that, and that's and so there, there there's there's plenty of there's going to be plenty of side quests in this. Also, they just I, I think they're going to try to trim the fat. I guess they figure that they, that existed in Odyssey or that maybe people pointed out in Odyssey. Um, but this is I don't think it's going to be a small game. The only other complaint people have, especially when it comes to the fact that they picked Vikings, another one was the fact that how much the game has been straying from its stealth roots in favor of more of the action RPG. Like, like you don't like, I mean, uh, you see it somewhat in origins, but you definitely see it in Odyssey where these, the main characters you play are not, they're not stealthy. They're not, they're not planning assassin. I mean, they're, they predate the assassins technically in the, in the lore of the series, but they aren't, they aren't assassins. They're not like in the first game where you're trying to go through the rooftops and plan and try to be very stealthy and hide in crowds. You don't get that in Odyssey very much. Like you don't have to be that way. That's not part of it. really. From what you get that right, Bebo. I mean, you got that sense of it. Like it's very much more. They're in your I mean, they're, they're in your face. Mercenaries they are not like assassins jumping from rooftops, right? Parkour well, I mean, everywhere.
0: That, I mean, that's what he is. He's um, what do they call him? They called him um, a Mystios. and Mystios are just, they're just mercenaries. They're hired hands. That's all they are. They're hired guns. So, I mean, the whole point, I mean, I understand and you're right, there's not a lot of stealth. You can kill people stealthily in Odyssey, but that's not part of the game. Like, you don't get bonus points for killing everybody and assassinating the main the main target without anybody seeing you. Where you did get those in some of the previous iterations of Assassin's Creed. But in, like, Odyssey, yeah, you, you're much more in your face. Although you can do it stealthily, you can kill them quietly and no one notice but it's not something you have to do well it seems like you, they're trying to avoid they're trying to avoid like the wall.
2: it seems like they're trying to avoid the idea of tying themselves to the assassin name right because everyone has this perception of what an assassin is like and that they are stealthy and that they're just you know um, they can quietly carry out actions but if you're going to do vikings Nothing about that sounds stealthy to me. That sounds, you know, uh, brutal and uh, large amounts of like strength and just sheer will,
1: right?
0: I mean, I guess you could say that, but I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Gudi. I mean, every culture, in my opinion, that I've always read about, every culture in the world has had somebody in their army or in their government that went about and did those kinds of things stealthily
1: well but the 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 thing is that like but you don't get that from no. the Vikings like they are they don't they're they're not gonna they don't I mean they don't really do that and and you and if you look at the trailer you don't get that in the trailer either I mean the only the closest thing you get is that at the very end of the trailer the character that you're following which is like if you the main it's the protagonist character um the male version of him the he uses a hidden blade but even that's not quite as stealthy because whereas the hidden blades of the assassins were always underneath their hand, right? His is over his hand. Okay. So it's not, yes, hidden blade is stealthy because you're not going to expect it coming out, but it's of the two areas of your arm, the least stealthy area of your arm that even then they've done that. And so that, and that's just another, that's just one of the, the possible complaints people have. Obviously no one's played the game yet. So take these complaints with a grain of salt, but like, There's this idea that people have that they're not happening. You know, the the older fans, the more diehard fans, I guess, I don't know, that the game has moved away from its stealthy roots uh, to more of an action RPG, heavily favoring RPG because of stats and armor and all these different things that are very much a lot of, and and leveling up, right? Very much RPG mechanics. Um, But that's just something there. Um, Well, and they still
2: have a lot of time um don't they have like a few more months before this even comes out
1: yeah uh but it's gonna be coming out in november though november ish i think uh um, so hopefully they've
2: got some times to make sure it's polished you know
1: well i i just i just don't know how much they're gonna go for yeah it's make these 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 viking assass- you know stealthy they're not small people like <laughs> the, the character you play is not a small person like the male version Oh, that's another thing also they did with the storyline this time, which I don't know how they're going to do it, but they said they can't, they said there's, there's a way they're pulling this off. If you played the Odyssey character, uh, depending on whether you played male or female, um, but those there two characters... Siblings. They're siblings. They, li- they live in universe with each other. This one, the person you play um, is male or female. But one thing was that in the novelization, apparently, of Assassin's Creed Odyssey... The character of the the main character was the female sibling, so canonically she is the one that you should be playing the story through. I guess right for Odyssey. that makes sense.
2: You are going to be as true to the novel. I mean, yeah. Well, I don't know know that many people think that way.
1: Yeah, that's the idea anyway. Um, but what they've done is they've addressed that with this game, where it's the character can be either one, and supposedly there is a they, they have something in mind. They hinted that would make either choice is canonical. So, I don't know exactly how that plays out or what that even means. Oh yeah, and the one last point and maybe we could move on was um the incorporation of mystical elements to it. Uh which was a little bit of an odyssey, right? Didn't they have like myth- Greek mythological creatures like Medusas in there or something or he goes to
0: Yeah, that's right? actually that's actually one of them. I guess you could call it major side quests, I mean because um, I mean, spoiler alert: you find out that your father was uh, a son of Poseidon,
1: um, and, and not like some sort of group called the Sons of Poseidon, like literally a demigod. Yeah, you mean, it's not like, like that. an eighty
2: hair, 80's, uh, like hair band or something. No, 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 no. Not, Actually, no. That is he's awesome.
0: Yeah, no, 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 none of that. He's like he's 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 not set up a side, sorry. He's Atlantean, I think is what it is, and he's and he because uh because the um the race of people that that you follow that that created the the apple goody that you find out in it's called. Creed? Uh, I forgot what they were called.
1: I won't call them precursors, but I think it's Mass Effect. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. Anyway. Well, let's just
0: say they were the they were the race that supposedly created human beings, kind of thing. Yeah, they um, they were the people who lived at Atlantis. That's who they were. Mm-hmm. And so his his true father not not the not his not his father that he grew up with, but his true father is in an Atlantean, and he and he's and he sends you on a quest. That's one of that's the quest that you have to go find. Uh, these four things, and those four things are inside four mythical creatures. Um, and one of them is the griffin. Not the griffin. Um, uh, it's the one with a with a with a human head on it. Um, it's like a griffin. The sphinx. Sorry, you fight a sphinx. You fight a cyclops. Uh, I think yeah, you, you fight Medusa, which that's where I'm at, and she's hard as hell. Uh, and I suppose you're supposed to fight somewhere. Uh, oh. And you fight some. You fight um, somebody else. God, I forgot who it was. Um, I think it's like a daughter of Artemis, like a demigod or something like that. I don't know. I gotta find. I gotta remember that one. But either way, that's like a that's like a major side quest. Um, I mean, there's there's like two major side quests in that game. The, there's the there's the main quest, the Odyssey, and then the, then there's the other main side quest, which is uh, killing the cult of Cosmos. Which uh, which has um, they're just like super
2: stars or
0: something. They're like the precursors, like the Illuminati. Like they run the show in Greece. Oh, behind the scenes,
2: a legit crew. Okay,
0: yeah. Well, no, they weren't real. They weren't real at all. But they in the game, they're the people who essentially run Greece. They like every the every ruler in Greece of the different uh, uh, states in Greece, the different uh, city states in Greece. They were all. The leaders were all puppets placed by the Cult of Cosmos, or were members of the Cult of Cosmos that became leaders of those countries. So it's like one of those things, and so your your job is to kind of go through and just literally kill every single one till you get to the High Priest of Cosmos and find out who that is, because they're all wearing masks of masks, and you have to figure out who each person is through the process. And so, and that's also part of the level gating because each of them has a level and and you can only go so high and you know, it's one of those things and and but yeah it's it's the game is definitely tiresome because you you definitely have to do a lot of work in that game but yeah going back to what you said Goody there are mythical creatures in the game but they're all because of that previous race that you that created the technology of the what's that that docking thing that you're in oh the, the animus um, the animus remember Okay. That's how they use they yeah. use, they use
1: their technology well, to create it, the 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 Templars. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is that like well, and like I was saying that that's something that people kind of an issue with because like even in Assassin's Creed Origins, the one in ancient Egypt, um, they have elements of mystical type stuff in there, which they could probably explain away with. Oh, those mythological creatures you all know and love; those were all failed experiments of that old great, you know, that ancient race. So maybe they're just, you know. They're not mystical so much as they're just bad science or failed science or whatever. But that's, an, again, the idea that you kind of see it in Origins, um, you see it, it, you see it obviously then, like you said, in Odyssey, which people had a problem with because it was like, well, what happened to the kind of the more hard sci-fi-ish kind of thing of the Animus and all of that? Um, and we don't know with Valhalla if that's a thing or not. But again, look at the trailer. Uh, and there is a a part in the trailer where he's looking at this tree and there is an old man there who is very clearly supposed to be uh, Odin. Um, and so and he even kind of references him. So in the middle, in the middle of a battle, this old kind of old guy leaning on a, on a tree and like a raven flying, which, you know, obviously the raven was a symbol for Odin. So um, again, people are like, oh, no, is it, or are they still going into that mystical bend with it? Or are they going to? So I guess there's a lot of I, I was very impressed with it. It's a great trailer. Um, um, but I guess there, those are a couple of like those mixed initial reactions to that game. I mean, it seems like
2: there's, I mean, you guys hopefully aren't the first people to have these criticisms of Odyssey and hopefully, you know, they've taken that information into account and maybe it'll be a great game. I guess we'll have to see.
1: I'm sure. And you know what though? Like I bet you Odyssey, well, my brother likes Odyssey. And he's not even that big of a, like, Bebel, you're not even that big of an RPG guy. um, And you've enjoyed it. So Yeah, because I guess
0: for, for me, I enjoyed it a lot more because it's an action RPG. I mean, I literally spend most of my day on that game tearing dudes apart. There we go. I don't. I mean, I do leveling up on the on the equipment and all that kind of jazz. But dude, I I make so much money just by literally killing people and raiding treasure chests that I don't really fucking I don't really fucking give a shit. It really doesn't matter.
2: It sounds like <laughs> the same reason most people play Grand Theft Auto, but
0: anyway, yes, an yes. wow. like yes. RPG,
2: right? Which is
0: also an RPG if you think about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, but that, that's not why people buy that game. People don't buy that game to play I that know. story.
0: But I didn't expect odyssey to be that way and odyssey is i think odyssey is more of an rpg than the other assassin's creeds more than anything oh else.
1: and that and that's and that's like i said it goes back to that that's the point people didn't like about it: how it was so heavily R- rpg like in such a heavy rpg type game and they're like oh no where is this where is the series going but like you said, I'm sure we're, not, we're. I know we're not the only ones that have had that, that, that. We're not the first ones to voice those kind of criticisms. So I'm assuming something in Ubisoft development has been they've been listening, which is why they've they've said it that it won't have the quote unquote bloat of Odyssey. It'll be a shorter, smaller game. But that being said, Odyssey was such a huge was such a huge game that it's not like by them going smaller, it's not like the game's suddenly going to be only you know a five hour long campaign. You know th- this is going to be one assume still going to be pretty lengthy you know, bang for your buck, I guess you could, I could assume you could say, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So let's see, what what else you got, Kuri? Um Another game that they announced, which is something that I am very happy about, uh, because I'm just a big fan. Earlier in the podcast, you know that I'm a big fan of the series Yakuza. Uh, well, one of the games that was announced today was a new Yakuza game uh, that's going to be coming out. Uh, now, obviously, this is, again, uh, for the Xbox One Series X thing uh, that they had today and was releasing it. it just literally earlier today, a few hours ago. Um, but it is one where it's it's going to be released with the game. It's going to be released with, with Xbox Series X. Um, but, it, but it's going to be go off. It's not a console exclusive, which is what made me so excited to see it. Um, but it is considered Yakuza. And it's going to be called Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, and it is going to be a launch title for the Series X. But it's going to be coming out um, also for Xbox One, but also and also very happy for myself, uh, PlayStation 4, and it will be coming out uh, on PC as well. Um, so I'm looking forward to that kind of getting it they announced there as a trailer out there for it as well. Uh, but it's another one of those where it's been a uh, kind of a departure from the other games where if you played uh, Yakuza 1, 0 through 6, those were all very kind of had some RPG elements to it where you, you would like, you know, get money, to like build up your skills, but it's a beat 'em up game. It's a it's a fighting game, is what it was essentially, right? You are in the city. You encounter some thugs or other yakuza or gangsters or whatever, um, and then using button combinations and fighting styles, it's a fighting game. Like not like shoot fighter so much, but it's like a I don't know what you call it. It's fighting style. Uh, and then the 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 latest yakuza game in well, it's not called yakuza, but it's in the kind of in universe. It was called Judgment. Is where they switched it over to a very much like a interesting enough turn based RPG combat. Um, Ooh,
2: that's kind of uh, a, a big leap a, there.
1: A big leap, and the way they kind of made an in game sort of reason for that was the main character you play is a guy that loved growing when he grew when he was growing up he loved playing games like that, and so that like it, it's sort of like when he's fighting these people it's sort of like you're looking at it from his own way of understanding what's going on in the fight because you're playing like a private investigator um and it's basically like think of modern day tokyo and all that and that kind of style you know very kind of like more realistic style but it's like playing dragon quest um and that's kind of what he what they're going for there and apparently they're going to continue that in the next one with it being kind of more of a turn-based rpg uh sort of game but we'll see where that's going do you think you'll play it oh I, i know i will i know i will I already saw oh, this. Yeah. Natri- I saw this natri- take my money? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no. Completely. Completely. I'm, I'm, of course, I'm going to play that game.
0: Let me, let me know. Let me know when you get to Goody, because I know you're going through all the other 800 games from Yakuza. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll probably get to it sometime in 2030, so it's going to be fine.
0: <laughs> as long as you good. have it, because you never know; it could go out of print. Hey, well, the yeah, the Xbox I'll will be cheaper then.
1: A, I'll, have, yeah. I'll have a copy of the game sitting, collecting dust. Um, so and and then and, and as soon as and as soon as you get the PS5 you'll be
0: fine because it's backwards compatible so you'll be good to go doesn't oh, matter
1: Oh here it is hopefully Yeah, but yeah, they yeah. keep Isn't saying it we'll see Wasn't
0: that wasn't that what they were saying? Yeah, that's
1: what they're saying. Oh, they well going to say they said it's going to be mostly compatible with PS4 but has not said what that means because you know mostly just literally means 51%, right? So here's <laughs> hoping it's not just 51%, but like. I mean, they said it about then. the PS3. They said it about the PS4 and. Well, I mean, they did, they did do it for the
0: PS3, but it was kind like of. $600 for that one. And it was super
1: heavy. And then they stopped like, it was, making it.
0: And they stopped making it because it cost a hundred that bucks. That's the one I had. Yeah, it is the one you had. My,
1: my first PS3 was that one because that one eventually crapped out because it was like, it got old and and crapped out. But yes, yeah. I had that one. It had the It was the famous Enigma chip, I think is what it was called. Something like that. And so as a result, yes, it was fully backwards compatible with PS2, um, but also extremely expensive, which is why they stopped making it during the PS3's run. But yeah, so i was looking forward to that. Um, Please tell me you're going to bring up Taika Waititi. What do you mean? What, what what what's he doing? What's his uh oh, what's his go, agenda? Ahead, Derek. go ahead, Derek. No, I you know what he's doing, one. but you take it. You go ahead. You go ahead. I've, I've you, been talking. Go ahead. So you there's Derek rumors. And then you go, Derek,
0: and then I got, I got one as well. Go ahead, Derek.
2: There's rumors that he's gonna do a Star Wars movie, dude.
0: It's no rumors.
2: It's a fact. Oh has been announced. I, I don't believe it until it's out and I've seen it, okay? But oh, okay. oh wow!
0: <laughs> even if they're filming it, I won't believe it until it's there. There's it shows lots up in of things that have been and filmed and never
2: <laughs> saw the light of day. Okay, there's lots like of things,
0: the, like the Snyder cut of Justice League. Don't even get me started. Okay, but hey, no, no. But you know that's that's supposedly gonna be on HBO Max, right? No,
1: it's not gonna be anywhere. You're never gonna see that Bevel. That's never gonna see light. Give it up. That'll never come
0: God. out. I heard it's like 230 minutes long. <laughs> Wow, do <laughs> you think I'm joking? I'm not. I'm, I, don't,
2: I don't think if, you're joking. If that comes out, they'll realize that you know turning Marvel into something like three-hour anthologies, like they did with Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, can make money. They'll just start printing them out like that.
0: Yeah. Anyway, anyways, you go. You go ahead, bro. I'm sorry, bro.
2: I, I just saw it pop up in my feed. They were talking about Taika Waititi because he had a lot of involvement with the Mandalorian TV so- series, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. touches very well, he, close he base directed, to the chest. He
0: directed two episodes, I thought, or at least one episode. Yeah, he, I,
2: I, he, he was, I, I assume he probably must have. I mean, he's got the skill. He's obviously directed bigger uh, film, you know, full length films and whatnot. And, and,
0: and he was the voice of IG-88. Yep, in the show. yep.
2: And, and he's been, um, he's kind of been on a roll lately, you know, like you haven't, I, I can't say that he's infallible because undoubtedly one of these people will friggin' screw up and do something stupid, but I'm hoping that he does not because he, he's been doing some pretty good stuff. He's lately. Smart,
0: Yeah, he's, he's definitely smart. He's definitely got a good head and he knows, he knows where, he knows where, he knows where he can go and how he can go. I mean, cause look, dude, I don't care what anybody says. If you can make a movie about a kid. And Hitler, who, is a member, who member of the Hitler Youth, and sees Hitler. Okay, They're and the Hitler they shoot yes. the shit together. I mean, if you can make a movie like that and win an Academy Award, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's—I don't know what—I don't know what else you can do wrong.
2: To yeah, be with you. I, I don't know how. I, I I had serious doubts about you know cultural impact of that entire era. And the demographics that were heavily impacted and turning exactly. that into a comedy. And fuck that movie is amazing. Okay. So I haven't seen, I it. I haven't it. seen it
0: yet. Have you seen it? Oh yeah. yeah, So good. I haven't sat down and watched. I gotta sit down and watch it.
2: It 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 is definitely worth a watch. I, I wouldn't say that it's it's a must-see, like like has to be seen by every person on the planet, but it's really worth watching. It's an enjoyable film. That's good. Okay, good, good, good. Anyway, good. but to the point tyka has been on a, a, a big role lately. You know, he did mm-hmm. he did Ragnarok, which is not one of his best films, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was yes. well executed. Um, what We Do in the Shadows. What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, absolutely. And the Jojo Rabbit, we already mentioned. He, he's just got a lot of good stuff under his belt by now. And he's got a, a couple coming up that he's got to finish first. Um, I think they mentioned him finishing the Thor movie that he's doing, Love and Thunder. Yep. Um, before he can get into that, uh, the, the the Star Wars film. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and he's I'm, co-writing. I'm he's it.
0: co-writing it with the lady who co-wrote 1917, which was another good movie. That movie was amazing.
2: Yes, I forgot. How I heard about that. So I, I just I just see this as like a really good amount of potential. Somebody who I don't feel like is going to. Rehash the original Star Wars trilogy a fourth time, and um give me something original. Give me something I'm going to enjoy. Perhaps some new characters, some new kind of storylines. And, and do
0: you think he's going to bring Korg in? You know, <laughs> I would love if he brought Korg into the into Star Wars. Because who's to say, dude? Who's to say it's I space. am? He's not going to do it. Say? Don't do it. Go on, do, it, do it, Please do Korg. Do, don't do Please it. Please do Korg. Take it you know so what I'm so
1: curious how you're going to bridge
2: <laughs> these timelines
1: to quote to quote the ghostbusters please don't cross the streams all right just leave, it oh oh leave it alone oh god leave it alone
0: corgi is perfect i
1: Korg could see i could see it like the
2: only thing that would really just work in my mind and i don't know why i just thought of this but you know your star wars characters are running through some type of secure facility or or prison or or gangster and he, they've got a bunch of people locked up in cells and just you don't see anything, but you hear that voice of court.
0: Hey, man, you let me out! <laughs> exactly, exactly.
1: I'd be okay <laughs> with that. Okay, they you know what? what? All right, I amend my statement. That's actually really cool. That'd be really <laughs> yes. funny.
0: Yes, and it was like it's like, oh, I thought they let us out this time. I don't understand. Like,
2: I, I I buy it. I, I mean, I'm good with it. <laughs> I
0: mean, I, I wonder if they it would be hilarious if in his Star Wars movie they play uh, get help. Also, that would be fantastic. <laughs> All of a sudden, his character's like, hey, let's do get help. I hate get help. (laughs) You know? It'd be stupid. I would laugh. I would would guffaw loudly in a theater if all of a sudden they said, get help.
2: (laughs) I think that it has a strong foot forward already. I'm down, especially with what... I don't know how heavily he influenced the Mandalorian, but I truly enjoyed that series. It was it was original. It was good. I did nothing to complain about, other than it was too damn short. So I'm pumped for what he's got coming. That was
1: my that was my thing I wanted to bring up.
0: All right, so I have one, guys. Um, I don't know if you have another one you want to bring up. Are you good? well,
1: or? well uh, real quick, Mandalorian news. Um, oh yes. First of all, to correct you, Bebel. Uh, he was not IG eighty eight because that was the previous that he he's was IG actually, eleven. Yes, he's yeah, IG sorry, eleven. Sorry, you're right. You're right. You're right.
0: You're right. You're
1: anyway, IG I thought that but sounded also, weird. I wasn't gonna say anything because I didn't no, know. That no, no, wrong. You can say
0: something, dude. I mean, we're drinking alcohol, so yes, I, can I be wrong.
1: IG the one in the uh, well when when uh that scene in Empire in with episode all the, two, in episode yeah, five, yeah, yeah, with all the the bounty hunters that was IG eighty eight. Yes, um, yes, you're right. But also, and real quick in the middle, you go ahead do your thing. Uh, Robert Rodriguez confirmed as a director for season two of Mandalorian.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He also confirmed for that.
0: <clears throat> yeah. He, he tweeted out like a that. picture. He tweeted out a picture of him and baby Yoda. <laughs> so yeah, it worked out, dude. It was awesome.
2: How much influence did he have in the original series? I, I, I wasn't aware that he nothing, was involved. Nothing. Oh, he okay. wasn't a
0: part of the original series. No, he wasn't a part. I mean, they, I mean, I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen the Disney, uh, the Disney, um, making of series that they released last week uh they released the first episode and it's a making of series of the first season of mandalorian of what they did and they have round tables with the actors and the directors and it, it's it was really good the first episode was really good it's eight episodes i don't know how they're gonna do it all for eight episodes but it was really good so <clears throat> Sounds dope.
2: i'm gonna have to check that yeah watch
0: out. it yeah check, check it out dude it's really good um but i have something that is uh amazing news. I mean, I mean, it's fantastic news, especially if you're like me, who's a big Nicolas Cage fan. I love me some Nick Cage because he's so bad shit nuts. And every role he does specifically the horror movie, Mandy, check it out. Everybody. As long as you acknowledge
2: that he's fucking crazy.
0: Oh, he's fucking nuts, which is amazing. But they, they announced today that they're almost done with a script. For the classic, third part of the classic series, National Treasure at Disney. Oh, dude. Cool. Yes. Yes. So they're almost done with the third part. And they're going to be doing a series with a younger cast. Well, the, thir- the movie's going to be the original cast. But they're doing also a series for, of, in the National Treasure world with a younger cast. I don't know if it's going to be him as a young man. I don't know. They haven't announced anything. They just said they're going to be doing a series on Disney Plus of, of National Treasure. So they don't, They haven't said what the specifics are. They said it was a younger cast, but that the original cast would be a part of the movie. So who knows? They may show up as a cameo in the first episode of, of the series. Who knows? I don't know. But either way, they are making a third part. Jerry Bruckheimer came out and said they're working. They're, they're finishing the script now. And they, they haven't given a date, but he says it, sh- it should be out in the next couple of years. So that's one. Uh the second part of this, which I don't know if you guys have recently seen that um Tiger documentary, as they say on Netflix. Have you guys uh, seen that? No,
2: no I will no, not. No. I will I not, not. watch it.
0: You may want to watch it after I tell you this news. They are <laughs> CBS is making a docudrama series based on the Tiger King documentary where Nicholas Cage is playing Joe Izotic i <sighs> goodness. i heard oh, about oh. this oh dude if you have seen the show he is perfect i suggest you guys I know you guys don't want to suggest you sit down and watch it because it is crazy out of your mind insane every episode gets more and more nuts you just can't believe that they actually this actually happened these are real people I mean it is Crazy what they do in this show, because you just don't understand. Like, how the fuck are these people? I mean, what happened? I mean, why did the parents not decide? Of these people, decide to have children? I mean, they. I mean, it was easy. Put on a rubber. I don't get it. These people are crazy nuts, and the show just. And and the first thing is so funny. The thing that caught my attention. And the reason why I thought, I said to myself, I was like, I don't know. I knew a lot of people who were on the fence in the documentary. I was like, I don't know. It was kind of cheesy to me. But, dude, in the first 10 minutes, the director, the director of the documentary said, you will know by the end of, my, by the end of, by the end of this episode, you will know why. And it was just a, was just a monologue, like a, like an internal monologue kind of thing. He said, you will know by the end of this episode why I devoted Five years of my life to this documentary. And dude, you see it because it is nuts. Nuts. I just I just,
2: okay, so I know some people who will watch this, and I just I don't, I don't there's no way that I could see a perspective where any of those decisions made any freaking sense.
0: Exactly. No, no, no. You are a hundred percent correct, but you see with the show. That these people don't make sense. They don't have a lick of sense at all in their heads, period. They're driven by so much more, or not so much things, so much worse than sense. They're driven by greed, by notoriety, by fame, by jealousy, by hatred. I mean, it's crazy. By love in certain cases. I mean, it is nuts. I mean I mean, I don't know what Nicholas Cage is, but I hope he's as Nicholas Cage Nicholas Cage has ever existed. Because yeah. for him for him to be able to play this guy, he's gonna have to really I mean, this is saying a lot, but he's really gonna have to dig deep into the batshit. I mean, he's gonna <laughs> have to dig he's himself have to
2: dial it up a little bit.
0: Just a little bit. I mean doesn't have to go all the way. I'm not hitting saying go to eleven, but maybe go to nine and a half. Because it is, he, I mean, the characters are just so nuts. And what's even funnier is that I just saw earlier today that somebody did a deep fake with Nicolas Cage and Joe Exotic. Oh
2: my gosh. I've got to look this up.
0: <laughs> so, but yeah, that's that's my two cents. I had some other thing I wanted to talk about, but once I saw that, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to talk about Joe Exotic and Nicolas Cage. Because, bro, I mean, Nicolas Cage is a national treasure, bro. National treasure.
2: If that's what you want to call it, okay. Yes, it
0: is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. But uh, anyways, Goody, you got anything else, Goody? You want to talk about real quick?
1: Um, no, I think I think it's enough for now. Anyway, yeah. at least all right, cool,
0: cool. struck well, my fancy this week. Right, that's is that is that what blew your like like uh Charlton Heston
1: said in, in True Lies? What do you say, Goody? Uh, so far, gentlemen, this isn't blowing my skirt up.
0: There you go. Something like that. (laughs) Sitting all there in a suit with an eye patch. I mean, Charlton Heston, rest rest in peace.
1: (laughs) Guys, oh, my God. No, he's a national treasure.
0: He's a national treasure. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Ben-Hur, my God. Moses? I mean, geez. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) God. Oh,
1: my God. Anyway, Sorlent Green Guy? Oh, Nobody can rock a neckerchief like that guy.
0: (laughs) All right. Or don't touch me, you damn dirty ape. Get your paws paws off me, you damn dirty ape. You went there. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Anyways, all right. Well, okay, so so, so now we're going to talk about Chef. All right, we're back. Uh, We had a bit of a water break. Uh, Water and, you know, possibly, you know, other kind of break if you need it. Bio uh, break, an bio easy break. way. <laughs> yes, bio break. Bio break, I was, I was trying to figure out the word. <laughs> we usually, we do that in the meetings sometimes. I right, bio break everybody for the trainings and stuff. It's, it's hilarious when they say it. Um, but yeah, we had a bit of a bio break, water break, you know, if you guys need it.
1: Um, we're all still drinking, I'm drinking my
0: Kraken and Coke. What did you make another the michelada? I didn't
1: make any michelada. I switched it over to a rum and Coke, just some Oak Heart and Coca-Cola. Ooh, some Oak Heart and, and Coca-Cola. Uh,
0: Derek, you you're still on with the Kool-Aid? You know, whenever you've got
2: like a, a spiked drink, you drink a little bit of it and you fill the cup back up without the mixer, just alcohol added to the drink now. Mm-hmm. that That's what I'm living right now.
0: Okay. That's, that's amazing. That, that's how you do. Nice. That's how you do it, bro. All right. <laughs> proud of you, Derek. Proud of you. Making me proud, brother. Making me proud. All right. So- all right, so we're going to talk about this week, as we said, and in the beginning of the podcast, we are going to be discussing the great, in my opinion, great John Favreau directed independent film because it was an independent film, uh, even though it was released by a major studio. It was an independent film uh, called Chef. A uh, little backstory on the store, on, on the on the, the well synopsis. I will give a synopsis, and it's going to be quick. Don't worry. If you listen to Akira, my synopsis was not quick because Akira had so many levels to it. This is I'm great timing movie you, man. Not, I'm it's timing you. too many you. levels. All right. We'll so see. Basically we'll see. We'll see. The synopsis is this. You have a successful, I guess you call him celebrity chef, has a complete and utter breakdown artistically and I guess you could call it um, uh, socially. Maybe or or, yeah yeah that's fair fame wise, uh, artistically and social breakdown um, over the internet because everyone can see it and he goes viral and he decides that he needs to find another creative outlet and that outlet is of course the great food truck scene of the United States of America baby so uh, and it's just how he finds the find he finds. Finds his way back to being creative on food. Finds his way back to his family, and finds his way back to what he's loved almost the entire time is just being himself. Boom! What do you guys think about that?
2: I'm good with it. You did it yeah. in like under two minutes, man.
0: It was legit. Not yeah, bad. I like it. Yeah, that'll yeah. work. Right. Good. You, I'm glad it'll you just work.
2: read off of. A, you wrote this all. No, time. I
0: wish. I wish. No, but I thought about it. I thought about it quite a bit, um, <laughs> and I and I and I said it in the mirror. But, anyways, that's neither here nor there um all right so okay so talking about the motion picture we said it's directed by john favreau it's also starring john favreau it's written by john favreau it's produced by john favreau um there's a lot of reasons why i mean the movie was actually the budget i looked into it the budget was only 11 million dollars really yeah now i don't know if that budget includes Advertising, which really there wasn't that much because it only made I think like I think it made less than a hundred million dollars at the worldwide box office. I think it was I look, but it was really, but it was only eleven million bucks with all those people that you saw in the movie. It was only eleven million dollar budget. That means he called in. in in, That means he called in a lot of fucking favors, man. You know what I'm saying? Like he called in a lot of favors. Yeah, and they they love him, dude, and he's great. I I mean, he's a great. Yeah, eleven million dollars. It only made forty-eight million dollars worldwide. Well, I mean, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good recovery.
2: Four times, yeah. I mean, that's not that's not
0: bad. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. But yeah, so it was. So that's on a personal note. There's um, this movie actually is one of the reasons. Aside of from Kevin Smith, because I've, I've listened to a lot of Kevin Smith also, um, this movie and I th- and Kevin Smith and a personal note is the reason why I want to do podcasts. Um, because oh. it, because the aspect of, I really kind of felt, you know, I guess I don't want to say akin or whatever, but it, I, I felt something in regards to him wanting to express himself creatively and not able to do that. Not that I'm not... Able to be creative, you know. I mean, Goody knows me, and you know me, Derek. I'm I'm always creative, like a motherfucker. But either way, I'm somebody who has always wanted to do something when it comes to movies. I've I've looked into working on sets, never kind of panned out. I've I've read books on movies, on movie production. I watch behind the scenes. I love movies that show the behind the scenes aspect of movies, like Singing in the Rain is perfect example where it shows you the film world even though it's supposed to supposed to take place during the 1920s uh that movie but it shows you the aspects of what the film world is like like right now i'm watching hollywood on netflix which is fantastic too um that's not my top shelf but just that's just something that i want to say i mean that aspect of the industry has always appealed to me just in general i mean and, and and you know and i'm I'm full of knowledge, whether it's just basic knowledge, but a whole mess of knowledge in regards to movies and stuff like that. And it's just shit that funny sticks to me. to me.
2: It's funny to me that you, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Kevin Smith. I've really grown to like John Favreau. I never would have put those two together as being well, an inspiration for anything. <laughs>
0: Well, the reason being is for for John Favreau. My inspiration in regards to that is that he. So for this movie, and this is why I was kind of going to this movie. But let's go with Kevin Smith. With Kevin Smith, he I listened to uh, Fat Man on Batman, which is now called Fat Man Beyond because they can't say Fat Man on Batman anymore because um, AT and T said you can't use Batman, even though he was Ooh. using that on Batman, uh, the the comic book series, <laughs> and he even though he was um he he had the name on his podcast for. Shit, 10 years, he had that name on his podcast. It's called Fat Man on Batman. Um, and Warner Brothers said you can't use Batman anymore, we, or at t Warner Brothers, quote unquote, uh, said you can't use it anymore. So he had to change the name. So he changed his name to Fat Man Beyond. That's what he calls his show now. I didn't even know and he had same- a podcast. Oh, dude, he has like six. That's what he does now most of the time. Dude, He he, cre- he does movies. He just did uh Jane and Silent Bob reboot. But he just produces movies. He does a lot of talking engagements. He has like five different podcasts. Because he. I think he's part owner of a podcast network, uh, Smodcast. I think he's part owner of that podcast network. Because all of his podcasts are on the Smodcast network. Even though they show on iTunes and other places... But he's part of the smodcast network, so I think he's that like part owner. And he has his own comic book store out in New Jersey. That's the top of it. That's the other part of it. Yeah, um, I mean I
2: watched the comic book men show. Yeah.
0: I, I so, didn't
2: I didn't know that he had anything beyond that, but that makes sense. I could yeah, see I know. that. Yeah, no, and
0: then he, I mean he has two podcasts um with Jason Muse, who plays Jay. Yeah, from yeah. Silent Bob*. So he has two podcasts with them. He has uh he has the Jay and he has the Jay and Silent Bob get old podcast. And then they also have another podcast where they're just shooting the shit. It's crazy. But either way, so he so he does all that stuff. And so he's making money off of that. But he said in one of the in one of the ones, somebody said, hey, look, I'm a I'm a I'm I'm looking to start a podcast. And the guy's like, great. And he said, what should I do? He's like, dude, all you gotta do is get a get a his exact words. Get a fucking mic. Get a fucking idea. Doesn't matter how stupid anyone else thinks. If you like the idea, do it. Sit down and record it. That's all you need to do. Fuck everybody else. If it gets successful, fine. It doesn't matter. As long as you have fun doing it, which is the reason why we're having this podcast, guys. This that's yeah. the main reason is that we're gonna have fun doing it. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy talking to you guys. I enjoy talking to my brother about movies. We're talking to you about movies, Derek. Everybody brings their own little thing. Um, you know, I may be probably you know at some at a certain degree you know intellectually below in regards to that. I may not be the, the <laughs> I may not be the uh, the the most. Um, I guess I'm, I'm losing the words the most um polished person when I speak never have been but it's part um, of the I,
2: flavor man it's exactly, part of the flavor
0: exactly I'm not I am I am like I'm not I'm uh that that I'm that shitty pizza you eat after the club that's what I am baby
2: <laughs> a perfect ending to a perfect night <laughs>
1: exactly <No.
0: laughs> so yeah so yeah but uh but yeah that's that's what I'm a that's what I am um so so yeah but the aspect of i thought it was i
2: thought it was crazy i thought it was just interesting how i mean there were so many names in this movie i had no idea how small the production was or Mm -hmm. or you know limited in advertising the movie was i had just heard that it was a really good film i knew that i wanted to see it i kind of Warmed up to Favreau after a few of his more recent films, and you know the lineup on this movie is great. The writing is great. Um, I do have a couple. I wouldn't say they're big enough to be called like a bone to pick, but there's some things that I didn't really like about how it ended. But
0: I mean, overall, this is a great film, man. So, so yeah. So the so and the other side of the coin. Remember, I was saying that it was Favreau and Smith. With Favreau, it was with it was that he. Um, he felt that he was not being, you know, he was in the Iron Man. He's in Marvel. He's making a lot of money off of Marvel, okay? Remember, he, was a, he directed Iron Man, Iron Man 2. Plus, he was an executive producer for Avengers, and I believe even Avengers Age of Ultron. He was an executive producer. So he got money. He got points off those movies. So he made money on that aspect of it. Yeah, okay?
2: but maybe he was leaning into that, having trouble being as creative as he wanted to.
0: Yeah, because one thing is that he made Chef for the same reason that I made the podcast, because he wanted to do something creative. He wanted to do something that was just his. He felt that the movie industry, because he made Chef before he did Jungle Book. I was looking at the timeline. He made Chef, and then he did Jungle Book in 2016. He released in 2016. So right after he did Chef, which was probably the end of 2014, he did... He started Jungle Book right after he finished with Chef. And so he made Chef at a point that he thought was his lowest point because he had just had Iron Man 2, which is, you know, probably in the well, you're top missing, three.
2: He did, he well, no, did Age well, of Ultron well, no. also.
0: No, he didn't direct Age of Ultron. He did not. That no, was, he was also just a producer.
2: Dungeon.
0: He was, just a, producer. He was just a Joss Whedon. But I'm saying as a director, okay? As a director, after he had Iron Man 2, which was pretty much not liked by a lot of people, it's probably the top three worst. MCU movies with, you know, they consider with an Incredible Hulk, which I think is actually a pretty good one, and uh, and uh, uh, Thor Dark World, which I totally agree is not great. <laughs> it's not a great movie at all. Uh, but it moves the story. Bo- and Iron Man 2 moves the story along. But he was not in a good place after that. So then he decided, you know what, I'm going to make the classic motion picture, Cowboys and Aliens.
2: <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to touch on that.
0: And that movie, which I thought was okay, wasn't fantastic, but it was okay. But for the budget that he got for that movie, it needed to be spectacular, and it was not spectacular at all. And so after that movie, he just was just like in the shitter he couldn't he didn't find himself creative at all and so he was taking acting gigs and he was doing some stuff you know he did happy hogan more and stuff in avengers and all that shit but he just he wanted to do a creative outlet and that's what this movie was i mean like i said he produced it he acted he wrote it he 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 directed it i mean he did all hands on deck for the movie and that's how he felt he got that's why he that's why he's so good now because he found that creative output he found a way to be able to handle the situations that he was handling that he wasn't able to handle before, because the Jungle Book, Jungle Book, I don't know if you guys saw Jungle Book, but Jungle Book was a spectacular movie.
2: Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was really good.
0: I mean, Lion King was good, but they they I mean, they had to stick close to the source material. I mean, they were it was almost exactly the same. You know, they changed a few things, but it was still good. But it was almost exactly the same. You know, as the as the Lion King animated movie. So yeah. if you didn't watch it, you didn't really miss much. Um, there was a few things, but it was cool as shit. It was still a great movie, but it was, you know, you didn't really miss much. Uh, I know he's doing Jungle Book 2 now, so we'll see where that goes. But, um, but yeah, so, so that's why I, that's one, of the, the, those are the reasons why I wanted to do the podcast. So I'm gonna stop and I'm gonna jump off my soapbox right now and I'm gonna go ahead and, <laughs> and let, uh, one of you guys talk about the movie because I could talk about movies for hours. I'll, I'll, I'll save my stuff at the end. Uh, uh, Goody, Derek. Which one you gotta, which one you guys want to go first? Well, um,
2: I guess Goody. Tell me. Tell me what you thought, man. Because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of torn whenever it came to the ending.
1: All right. Well, okay. I'll start with. Do you want me to just mention the the ending, or go into kind of my general thoughts, and then kind of lead into what I thought about the ending?
2: No, no, no. Give, give me, give me the whole thing, everything.
1: All right. Um. Okay. So I really enjoyed. Okay. What I really enjoyed was. I guess, what's the word for it food porn the kind of the, that aspect of the movie like you see <laughs> yeah i mean clearly i think one of the uh producers was, was it was the chef roy Choi. Yeah he, was, oh, a, yeah he was one of the associate
0: producers he was the associate. he was one of the associate producers he's who he's who taught him how to be a chef not, so not just that good. but
1: also like also a lot about the food truck culture and and the whole food truck side of things you know that's like beyond just the cooking you know but like you know the, the difference in like running a restaurant and running a food truck and all that. I know he he was part of that too. Uh, but just watching that movie and you're seeing it kind of like, you know, the camera's not panning away from the hands. Like he's, you know, he's doing the cooking. Yes. He's, doing the pricing, he's doing the cutting. That opening looks, scene,
2: man. He's yeah. He's got real knife skills at that point.
1: Yeah, it's 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 really amazing. It just, and seeing that food that's, that's being made and it's just really – that's one of the things i really enjoyed i mean I, I i love um cooking uh myself i really enjoy cooking as well i mean it's something that i picked up uh from my my grandmother um especially I, but uh yeah it was watching that happen and just kind of seeing all that the, the food and the, the flavors and the, all that's just kind of coming together uh was pretty pretty spectacular so i really really loved that part of the movie you, you um, guys should
0: watch you guys should watch the chef show on netflix it's amazing but go ahead goody
1: i also the whole um, father son kind of aspect of it, kind of like the almost like the 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 road movie. Father son part of it was pretty cool. I liked their filming on location, right? Filming in Miami, uh, filming in New Orleans, right? That was just kind of really spectacular how they were doing that. Yeah, um, I yeah. and, oh Austin as well. Austin can't forget Austin. Um, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. so I, I love that. And Which actually was really what was great about that. What, what I thought was really interesting was the fact that he he goes to Miami to get a food truck. And what was sort of a a funny kind of connection I made with mine was that a few years back, I don't know if you remember this, Bevel, when we went over there. uh, Pincho Man? No, I'm not talking about Pinchel Man. When we went to to Texas on a visit, Jenny and I, and it was before Julian, you know, before our son was born. Uh, We went to Austin and stuff, and you know, the big food truck scene that they had there and over there. And one of the things that was cool, I got into a conversation with one of the guys at the food truck, and he was telling me that Uh, At least at that point in time, and this is years ago. It's like it actually might have been around the uh, before this movie was actually was made because Julian was, you know, 2014. Yeah, I mean,
0: you guys came over was 2011.
1: Yeah, and he was, and that was that was kind of like at the part when like a lot of food trucks are kind of really being the whole food truck thing was getting really big. Um,
0: Well, I mean, I mean, Austin started it.
1: It started in Austin. Well, what, what was pretty great about that was I was talking to one of the guys, the food truck, one of the food trucks, and he told me that a lot of the food trucks are actually made in Miami, and he himself was one of those guys, they, they flew down to Miami to, you know, they had ordered one, they had gotten it to purchase it, and then they all, and they drive it back to where they come from. And they drive the food truck back to, uh, well, as it was at that point, Austin, which is kind of funny because that's like sort of like what they did in the movie
2: yeah. as well. Same idea.
1: And that's what that was really cool about that. But I had no idea that, that apparently, at least for a time anyway, um, Miami was a source for food trucks. To like to buy them, get them, and get them. You know, set them, set them up, and then drive them back. I thought to of it as just a,
2: an easy, an easy storyline to write for. You know, but it makes sense if that's.
0: that's I mean, more I historical think, than, I think,
2: than it is just an easy plot point.
0: I don't know if he knew that. I don't know if he knew that specifically, but yeah, it's that's funny that there's a little bit of a of a connection there, and I and I'm wondering if it has something to do with. Just the Miami culture, as far as the food culture in Miami, is very, it's kind of very freewheeling to a certain degree. And Not so much as far as the food trucks, because there's really the food truck culture is not really huge in Miami. There is a food truck culture, in Miami, but it's not like Austin. Food no, but the
2: food culture, but the food culture in Miami, the food culture is, like a Miami is fantastic. Pot,
0: dude. Yeah, so I can see where they did that, and at that point in time, you know, Miami was really hopping as far as the food was concerned. And so, yeah, I can totally and, see the, that. and the food
1: trucks because food trucks were pretty big here. We still see them around. Um, but I, I, I gotta tell you, I mean, as a resident living here in Miami, um, there would be those big food truck things where people, there was a couple, uh, there was a, this a couple guys that would do like posts and blog posts of like saying, all right, this is where the food trucks are going to be gathering. And then, and they would tell you where they're at and they would tell you what food trucks are expected to be there. And you people would just show up and would every week on a you know, Thursday night or Friday to see what we're going to do Friday evening. Before we go out someplace else, you start the food trucks and they yeah, will look for. Everyone starts at the food
2: man, that sounds so interesting. You, you start at the
1: post, get the post, oh where the food trucks are at. You go there and then the group picks and chooses what they're gonna eat. Everyone fills up and then from there you head off to the bar the scene, club, the bar scene or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you totally go to the food totally truck true. to build that base, that, that foundation. And you and you don't have yeah, to yeah. But to at the end of the restaurant night, you still like, want to go pay. back there. You want to finish there as well. <laughs> yeah no well, yeah and, and and you'll find those food trucks i mean there's more one time uh, i remember you know after you know one night it was late and there was a food truck by my house and i just went there and got some uh papa. it was kind of like the, the 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 sausages with the pep with the with the potatoes and stuff and that was really great that was a nice little cap to the evening that was a lot of fun but anyway so yeah the 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 food this kind of like the preparation and all that just I was all very it was all very lovingly shot when I got I love that the father son aspect of it was really special. The the road movie thing I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. I really liked it a lot um, the ending. Um, so my first feeling of it I liked. it, it was kind of it was nice um, but it seemed kind of sudden like guess, we ran out of money I I don't know about okay I, I mean I, I don't know which, which which sounds harsher either your version of it, which is we ran out of money and so we got to we got to wrap it up or it was like a Hallmark movie um, I don't know if you guys ever watched those during the Christmas times. I know what you're um, talking always, about, but I'm always. kind of an addict
0: yeah it's like you you tie it up in a nice little nice little boat. but like
1: it's one of those movies and even the fans of the of the movies and i I mean I may be a maybe I'm a closet fan I don't know, but it's one of those where you have to admit like the movie is always no matter what plot points or plot lines they've got going on, it is all wrapped up in the last ten minutes of the movie like they yeah. they they, they, <laughs> they, they <laughs> it yeah, all gets tied true. up. It's really, true. really, really quick. And, and, they, and listen, they never kiss listen, until the end.
2: You've got 90 minutes to remake this movie, right? 90 minutes you got to fill. You've got 80 minutes of building, okay? And then 10 well, minutes
1: of closure. <laughs> well, and, and that's what it seems like. And this movie maybe was doing that at the end a little bit. It kind of had the Hallmark thing where they kind of wrapped it up kind of quickly because, I mean, you don't get the, you don't get the sense that, they, that their marriage was a bad one but because cause, cause they're, they're clearly they're amicable as divorcees at least the movie the sense you get that right they're not like hating each other or bitter or angry but the fact that i mean oh yeah spoiler alert um do we do that here i guess not it doesn't matter no
0: we'll um, go, everybody we're gonna be talking spoilers so if you haven't watched the movie you know please do so but otherwise we'll continue it's too but late yeah,
1: but but like it gets wrapped up all nicely at the very end like he gets back with the food truck and it's starting, you know, and then it jumps ahead to 6 months and he's remarrying, you know, Sofia Vergara's character, the you know, the mother of his son and you know, it it's nice. I guess it has that little it it does satisfy that little romantic part of you, but the other part of me was like, "Yeah, but that seems kind of quick and and, and you don't get any real hints of there's possibly some path back to that marriage." I At least, like it's at least, towards the end, like you don't really—it seems only, very. There's only forced.
2: small little nudges towards that, right? Yeah, like they're yeah. at dinner with dad, and the son's passed out. They're eating the cubano sandwiches, right? They have this little look, right? And that's about it. And she's helping in the truck, and obviously they're closer at that point. But there's never a point that's like, oh, maybe we should rekindle our love. There's nothing like that. And they drop Scarlett Johansson's character altogether. She she just she's just gone. She says, "I'll wait for you." He goes to get a fucking truck, and then he drops her. Like that's yeah. it. Well, yeah, and she disappears. Then, I
1: noticed that too. I, I thought about the two. I was like, when the movie ended, I'm like. Wait, but what happened to Cyril Johansson's character? What, like, happened, to, what,
0: what happened to Bobby Cannavale, man? He just became a chef. What happened with him? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we what never, never heard Dustin about Hoffman? him again. What happened to well, Dustin okay, Hoffman?
1: Okay, that didn't write it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I didn't
2: care about Justin Hoffman. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, that
1: didn't, I didn't care
0: anything. about him either. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just, I'm, I'm name dropping. Name
1: dropping. I liked
2: I liked that they brought the food Credit in and they like, oh, it was all a misunderstanding. Like, we don't know how to use the internet. So... We can bury the hatchet now, you know.
1: Yeah, that was cool. I like that too. And the, it was Oliver Platt, which I was really happy with because I hadn't seen that hallmark. guy in a while. Great,
2: great decision.
1: <sighs> once, yeah,
0: again, like, once again, well, once again, once again, it follows once again. It, once again that to, scene with the that scene with the food critic follows the hallmark because oh, yeah. there's a the climax, and then there's a there's a confusion whether or not the girlfriend or the boyfriend shows up and all that jazz. It's
1: total total hallmark goodie. Really. It's total hallmark. Well,
0: but it, again, it, it, pat- it's it's very saccharine, and you just love that sweetness of it.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, looking back on it, I'm like, wait a second, hold on a minute. Wait, a minute. wait, 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 wait. wait. Well, was I like just that. bamboozled? Were my feelings bamboozled? <laughs> so, but it was good. And, and Well, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and like you guys said earlier, the, the, the cast was a solid, I mean, it was a great cast to the point where it's almost like, it kind of reminds me of like a jam session. Like, hey, I'm making a movie. Yeah. You guys want to be in the movie with me? Oh, like, yeah, sure, we'll do the yeah. movie. You know? Even was- get-
2: okay, I have to say this, okay? My wife pointed this out, and it's been stuck with me. You guys know when Adam Sandler makes a movie and his ex-wife and his girlfriend are both too hot for Adam Sandler?
0: Yes, yes. It's and true. this guy's
2: got Sofia Vergara and Scarlett yes. Johansson. Yes. <laughs> she said that and I was like, I'm not even mad that you're talking during the movie right now. That that was a great
0: point.
1: <laughs> this is true. true. Wow, you're it's right. True. This is true. But you
2: know what's
0: funny, dude? You know what's funny is that I've noticed that, that you know, I I I, I ha- I'm wondering if it has to be something with chefs because because I mean some of the chefs they're not really good looking dudes but they 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 pull down some they pulled down some mean women dude I mean it's who knows dude <laughs> I mean these Maybe are artistic dudes it's not
2: the only way to a-, a man's heart it's to anyone's heart It's a possibility
0: there it it's is a possibility. there, it, there is. it is there it is there it is Goody there it is
2: okay so Robert Downey Jr. that character. What the it's hell? Super, it's
0: it's all, it's just RDJ being RDJ, dude. That's all you can say.
2: They, he just gave him total freedom. He yes. made him wear the little booties. <laughs>
0: yes, and he's sliding around. <laughs> oh God, I love John Favreau. I was I,
1: I was actually was waiting. Hilarious. I was waiting for him to be barefoot. Because he wants the, everyone to wear the booties, so he can be barefoot in his office and ev- everywhere in his building. <laughs> but he's wearing booties too. I he's wearing, wearing booties. I wanted the eccentricity to kind of come out. I was hoping for that. Like I'm like, oh, this guy's barefoot. So everyone wears the booties, so he can be barefoot. That'd be, yeah. awesome. I mean, that'd be phenomenal.
2: The conversation between choosing the carpet and firing the assistant. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He just I mean seamlessly transitions between night and day topics and it's throwing throwing John Favreau off.
0: He's like he's like, what are you talking about? You talking about the 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 truck or her? Because if you talk about the truck, it's yes, the carpet, yes, it's this one, but talking about her, that's kind of a personal kind of Thank it's a very th- no. intimate decision. Yeah, Zach was just like he's, just, he's just like he I'm a nice guy. I got a heart. And he's like, yeah, you you do. Can we sit down? Can we talk about the truck now? It's like, oh God, you can see just the awkwardness of the whole conversation is just coming through amazingly, which is great.
2: What about what about Russell Peters, the 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 rent-a-cop on the Miami Beach?
0: Oh, that was hilarious, dude.
2: You guys ever Could watch have, him? He has some stand-up stuff. I think. Yes, on that I book.
0: have seen him. I have seen him. He's great. Yeah, he's
2: great. I, I thought it was kind of funny, but I was just like, man, how obnoxious is he trying to make this cop come off
1: as?
0: Oh, that whole Lady in the Tramp thing. Hey, this do Lady in the Tramp. You know? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah.
1: That, was, that was phenomenal. I love that.
0: But yeah.
2: Oh dude. man, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I was, I was the, the point I was trying to get to is it just kind of felt like the end of the movie was. It was it was just kind of cut off, right? Like they didn't have I enough think, time, I, or they didn't have enough budget, or maybe I they just didn't that, get to finish that, it.
0: That could be a possibility. I think with the end of the movie, I think he just, I think really, he probably just there was a. I don't think really there was a, a way to close it out other than that way. I mean, it just seemed he he. I mean, for all the purposes, I mean, he tied up all the loose ends. I think. I mean, all I the mean, major plot points were 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 resolved.
2: What if? I'm going to say this guy's name wrong, but John Luguzamo. Leguizamo, Leguizamo, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. What, if, what if, you know, we see them in the kitchen and, you know, he's running the kitchen because Favaro is now the owner, you know, or, you know, Bobby uh, Cannaval comes back and does something with them, you know, to tie it all together, you know?
0: I don't know, dude. I don't know. Cause I mean, he would have, he would have made John Leguizamo a sous chef. So, I mean, what's the point?
2: I don't know. It just seems like he was there for him, you know, even if he got the truck, maybe he's running the truck on the weekends or something.
1: I don't know. Maybe I was just
2: thinking like it, it, it went from, wow, things are really looking up. Things are really working for him. I love where this is going. He's got a good relationship with, you know, at least his son at that point. And then, They have a conversation with the critic. Six months later, montage, here's the thing. Dad's singing, movie's over, you know?
1: Well, and I feel like that ending tied up a plot point that was not really important to the story. Like what you were describing, John Leguizamo's character kind of, like those are the things that kind of seemed important to me, at least to me to the story. But like the possible getting back together with his ex-wife was kind of... Um, secondary. I, don't, I, I feel like those other yeah. relations They didn't really play up the importance of that at all. I mean, Not I...
0: Anyway, I, mean, I, don't know. I mean, I I disagree to a point, because I do think that in regards to the character of John Favreau's character, Carl Casper, I think him resolving his issue with Ramsey, Michelle Oliver Platt's character was the driving force behind the whole movie. You know, it's a reason why he lost his shit over a fucking molten cake, you know, which was fantastic, by the way. That whole scene was amazing. It's It's molten cakes. It's fucking molten. My favorite
2: part is uh, just screaming at the guy. You're you're not not going to get to me.
0: (laughs) Exactly. He's not going to get to me. No, but I mean, I mean, I think in regards to the overall plot aspect of the character, I mean, it's. It was a way to resolve it in the easiest way possible, which is probably possibly another aspect of it. Like I said, we're not trying to – I mean, we're nitpicking in the movie, basically. I mean, the movie was overall great. I mean, it's is a reason it's got an 87% Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, it's it's a good movie. It's a very good movie. I agree. Um, yeah, no doubt. But, but yeah, I mean – but yeah, I mean, I just think as far as the character is concerned, the overall character, I think it was the only way to really resolve that character's per se arc in that sense. But I understand what you guys are saying.
2: So, so then, Thomas, mm-hmm. do you have before we get into like our our bottom line rating? Do you have any any thoughts or opinions you want to
0: share? Well, I mean, I mean, we've already touched on a lot of them, dude. I think with me. Um, what I liked about the movie a lot was just the aspect of, you know, just how he portrayed the, the life or the opinion, not the opinion, the, um, the aspect of someone whose whole being is to be creative and to be artistic. And he just was not getting that in his own way. And he just decided, you know what, I'm going to do this. Because in the beginning, he was shitting on food trucks. I mean, he was shitting on food trucks. Yeah, yeah. he told, you know? yeah, he told he was like, his wife countless right? times he didn't want it he didn't want to do that because whatever reason and, he, and then he did it because there was no other way to, he had nothing he had nothing else it was he was backed into a corner so he had to do it you know and so it was cool and then it was cool aspect of it just being kind of like Miami Cuban Miami on display because Sofia Vergara she's Colombian but she's playing a Cuban chick you know what i mean like she's playing a Cuban chick her dad plays at Oikomaye which is a dance club dance club bar in miami in little havana on 8th street i mean it's there and, you know it's 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 a real place that place is not a joke it's it exists in the universe it's there well and um, he's
2: he's a legitimate music artist
0: and he's legit and the old man the actor is an legitimate music artist i mean he's a legitimate music artist and then just the whole aspect of which is which is nothing because of the whole creativity of the movie and the vibe that he gives off in the movie which and, i mean you could tell that i'm just gushing i'm literally gushing over this movie and it's so unbecoming you know what i mean but i just the aspect of all the music i mean the music was fantastic all the ska the reggae the latin music i mean they even fucking put new orleans brass on there yeah man. The hot man. a brass band I mean, they really, I they really tried to
2: – and, and, and the music that they used for the Austin
0: With Gary setting. Clark? Oh, dude, dude. So good. Dude, so good. I mean, it's just – there's so many parts. We could nitpick the movie. We could talk about the ending. Yeah, the ending is not fantastic. It's not a great way, but it's – I guess in, in his opinion, it was the only way for him to really just tie everything up with a nice little bow. Like Woody said, it's a homework ending kind of. Um, yeah, but, but with all these,
2: as, little, these little points, it's still – such a good film,
0: such a fantastic movie, and it's so good. I remember watching the movie for the first time with my wife, with Michelle. And Michelle, if no one knows, Michelle is uh, she went to culinary school. She has a associate's degree in culinary arts, and you know she went to the Cordon Bleu, which is the same school that taught the Cordon Bleu Miami, but it's the same university that taught Julia Child in Paris. I mean, it's the same organization. Um, The one in the States was run by a bunch of fucking criminals, but let's not get to that. But all in all, but she was taught by actual chefs and she went to culinary school. So she has culinary skills. She hasn't used them in a long time because we used to have a business in Miami, but she's not a chef right now, but she has the skills. And so when we were watching the movie, her first thoughts were, wow, he's doing really good. As someone who's not a chef, she said, he's doing fantastic as someone who's not a chef. She's like, there's some things that I'm seeing, She could, she was nitpicking, of course. She's like, There's some things I'm seeing the way he's chopping, the way he's handling the meat, the way he's doing certain things. It's you can tell he's not a trained chef, but the way he's portraying and what he's doing, he's got the fundamentals down.
2: That was the thing. Like, honestly, anytime I've seen, and I can't think of another scenario, but I know there are more of them. Anytime I've seen somebody who is such a method actor that they go through the hurdles of becoming. Mm-hmm. Really proficient in a in a, a profession that they didn't have prior to being casted. It it just instills so much respect, I think, for me to want to watch the movie, to want to give it, you know, a fair shot and and yeah. spend my time or my money to go and see it. You know.
0: Yeah. No. No. And, that, and that's one of the things that I thought about when I when I was watching the movie. It was just like, man, they, they, he did just such a good job in trying to be as real and as authentic as possible to show. Because, you know, for all purposes, the only difference is between a chef and an actor slash director, whoever it is in the industry, uh, is that one cooks, one doesn't. One acts and one cooks. They're both artists. Yeah. You know, they're both artistically minded. They're all, um, I guess you could say they're left brain people. Right, you know, they're all they all work on they all work from the left they're all creative, so it doesn't matter how creative you are it's just being creative. So for him to take the time to work with Roy Choi on cooking skills on Which knife a skills, great choice, great choice. exactly. He's a great choice, and you know, and then just kind of go with that and just you know, have them be a part because I mean, and if you watch the chef show and I am telling you guys, you need to watch the chef show. Oh, it's so watch the chef show. It's such a good show. And you can see that they are truly good friends. I mean, they are friends. They're not just people who work together, you know, work friends, that kind of jazz, casual acquaintances. No, no, they're friends. You can tell they hang out a lot, quite a bit, you know, probably like whenever he's in town, they call up and they hang out and cook and shit. So it's, it's, it's something that, Comes out in the movie a level of creativity and a level of love for the creative aspect of the character and what he does and a respect for what they do, you know. Because I mean, he made Dustin Hoffman look an asshole. I mean, he truly made Dustin Hoffman look like a prick. Because yeah. the yeah. whole point of his character in the you know, and I guess we'll go to the movie. Point of his character in that restaurant was because and him doing that whole new menu was because this guy was coming. He was gonna show him. How he is right now. He was going to be creative, and the guy shut him down because he didn't twice. see the restaurant. Yeah, twice he shut him down. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just one of those things where you're just like, man, and and you could see that this was more of a thing with John Favreau because of Cowboys and Aliens, because the studio system probably gave him shit over the movie, and they knocked him out. You follow me?
2: Yeah, I mean, do you think? Do you think that? I guess I would be curious about the origins of the chef. Had it been in the back of his mind long before he realized that he was kind of being boxed in creatively,
0: I mean, and it then all it depends. blossomed. You
2: know, I, I would just I, want to. I'd want to see I, like some kind of behind the know. scenes kind of thing. You know,
0: that I don't know as far as how long he was working on that script. Who knows? I mean, maybe he had something else in mind. But I mean, I mean, it's like Swingers, man. He wrote Swingers, and Swingers was a fantastic movie. You know, I think Swingers is the only other movie he wrote. I don't know what else he's written other than, you know, Mandalorian and and uh, and Chef. I don't think he's written anything else, really. I gotta look and see. I don't even uh, on my phone here. But I mean, I mean swingers put him on the map and he was in movies before that. i mean he was in pcu fantastic motion picture that's goody's favorite no i'm kidding it's not his favorite well, but it's a great, a great movie. movie i know i love <laughs> it's that a great movie. movie i mean oh man that's one john of those movies Favre... i talked
1: with with some friends of mine and we love it yeah no no, no i no, mean
0: it's... i mean where else can you see a movie? where else can you see a movie where it's it's seriously overweight john favreau i mean he's big in that movie with dreadlocks and a wife beater. I mean, he's just a, you know, a, a no-sleeve t-shirt. I mean, he's just an undershirt. And he's just there. And not only that, he's asking for shotgun on a tour bus with George Clinton from Parliament Funkadelic. I mean, there's there's no shotgun on the tour bus. But, I mean, it's his character. It's the way it worked <laughs> out. So it's just one of those things, man. And he doesn't even know who P-Funk is. Like, he has no idea who George Clinton is in the movie. He's like, oh, it's up the road. I can show you. He's like, okay, okay, cool, shotgun. And he jumps on. You know, it's one of those things, dude. I mean, it's it's such a great little movie, and it's got a ton of people in it. It's got Jeremy Piven. I mean, it's, it's got a shit ton of people. I mean, watch the movie if you haven't seen it. PCU, it's great. It's a great 90s. Oh, David Spade's in it. It's a great Nineteen, 90s.
1: 1994, just yes. for your reference. 1994.
0: It's one of those, those low-budget, mid-90s, uh, dimension films, Miramax comedies that didn't really go very far, but had a lot of people in it.
1: A person born when that movie came in, it, you know, premiered, is uh, now well out of college and into their career, one assumes in their <laughs> late 20s. Well, I mean,
0: I mean Cason <laughs> Point. 30. Pushing Goody, 30. Goody, remember what we said the last time, Goody? Case in point, Derek was born in 1989, so he's a, he was five when that movie came out. So, yeah. Yeah, it's about that point. Oh gosh. Can
1: we? Okay. Derek, Derek, all I got to say Moving is. Moving on. You share a birth year with T Swift, and I'm all about that.
0: <laughs>
2: yes, yes. I don't even want to talk about that. Oh my gosh. Oh, but you should. <laughs>
0: Sherry, shake. do you shake it off? Did you shake it off, Derek? Do you shake it off?
2: I do not shake it off.
0: <laughs> That's disgusting. You should. I am
2: not down with Taylor Swift.
0: Oh, who's not down with T Swift? Oh, I mean, kind of an asshole are you? I guess I'm, I
2: just hate people. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're you're quite the miss. You're a That's you, Goody, man. A good, I believe I we've just Tim lost Twitter. an entire demographic, Goody. Maybe. Entire, but entire demographic. I hope, I hope not. I I love T Swift. Listen,
2: everyone. I'm going to give not you my ir- Twitter I'm handle. Not even say that,
1: I ro- I'm not saying that ironically in any way. I love I love T Swift. So I'm going to
2: give you my Twitter it, handle, everyone.
0: Isn't me. that well? Isn't that ironic? Oh God. So, <laughs> but no. But other than that, I mean, I mean, like I said, I mean, it was just fantastic to watch the movie, to watch him go through all the steps, to watch him just portray all the scenes. And dude, I ain't gonna lie, John Favreau was good, but of course he had a lot of hats, so he wasn't really an actor-actor per se. But dude, John Leguizamo in this movie, oh, he was fan-fucking-tastic. I mean, he was so good. I mean, that scene where he's just where he's talking to him on the phone. He's like, oh, you got a fucking taco truck? Like, it's, it's just fantastic. That's something that I would say to my friend. You're going to a taco truck? What's wrong with you? Kind of like thing, and he you know drops know?
2: everything and just goes, right? So,
0: which means he's such a good friend. He's just like, he sees that I, my friend really needs me. He needs help, but I can also hear the excitement in his voice. No, it him. was
2: more of, my friend is doing something, and I just want to go and be in the middle of it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I want to be a part of it because according, if you if you read read into the the movie, what I thought was he's been working with Carl from all the way back in Miami.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You
0: guys, did you guys get that too? Yeah. Like they work. They were working together for years. Like, it makes I mean, sense
2: then that he he would be so quick to drop everything.
0: Yeah, because he because the, well, after he made the mojo, he was like, "My, I'm back, Miami." Like, you know what I mean? Like he said that, you know what I mean? So, so more than likely his character also comes from Miami or lived in Miami and worked with Carl in Miami because Carl came from Miami as well. That's where he got big. And then he went to LA to work at this restaurant. Yeah. So yeah. it was one of those things. So, so it, it's, it, there was a lot of things and it was just cool. Cause they just had like Miami on display in that, in that part, in that whole sequence. And and like I said, but the music, like the ska music is amazing. I oh, I was love... really impressed with that.
1: When I was hearing that, I'm like, oh, I mean, man, they're
0: dropping ska on this film? Nice. Like, not just not just good. Like, they dropped some crazy old school ska. Like, they did Message to Rudy. Yep. They did. Yep, um, yep,
1: yep, yep, yep. God, what else did they play? They played the a whole along message. With when that song came out, I'm like, oh, crap. Is this on there? And I started singing along with it. <laughs> I mean, they, play, they played some good stuff. And they played some reggae. And,
0: I mean, it was just. Then they played, like, "Hanted de Sona. Which I mean, I don't know if you know who they are, but I mean, I mean they're like they're like a, a they're, they're like a Cuban reggaeton, so it's called Cubaton. I mean, it's mm. they're 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 a great band too. And then, of course, the old man's music was good. That's all Cuban music as well. Those are Cuban songs. I mean, it's just I mean they just they went they went and you could see that the Cuban um, cuisine, which is not. I hate to say, it. I don't know if I'm saying this correctly. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm saying it wrong, Woody, But Cuban cuisine—I don't know if you've ever had Cuban food, Derek. You ever had Cuban food, Derek? Absolutely. Okay. Cuban cuisine is not very complicated. It is very complicated in the sense that you have to make sure you do everything correctly because otherwise, it's not going to taste the same. They do have a very—I com- guess, I guess—in my opinion, because I don't know how to cook. Goody cooks more than I do. To me, the base of Cuban food is complicated.
1: It doesn't seem complicated to people, but to me it is. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't quite follow what you're saying. Actually, you're, what I'm you're saying kind of confusing is that, what you're describing. Okay, but so what I, I'm saying, what I'm is saying, what I'm saying is the, that is, go ahead.
0: The aspect, the aspect of the Cuban food I thought was great because it was just on display. And Cuban food, in my opinion, is very simplistic. It's delicious. It's not very. It's not crazy, you know. Technical per se, like like French classic French cuisine is kind of thing. You know what I mean? But it's delicious and people people like it because it's it's almost you could almost call it like like it's not in my opinion it's almost like Latin soul food almost. I mean it's just it fills you up and it's it's great comfort food.
2: Yeah I mean they didn't try to make it out as some kind of German clockwork type cooking that's just so no. intricate and complicated. They, they, but it was very warm hearted and, yes. and soulful whenever they kind of portrayed it.
0: He was just making medianoches, which are sandwiches. He was making Cuban sandwiches. He was making a pollo. He was making plato maduro. I mean, he's making, he was talking about all those foods, which are not crazy, but they're, they are. Delicious. I'm not a big fan about the most, but he is.
2: Did you guys notice that his trucks menu picked up something through every yes. city? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like I thought that. that was
2: kind of a nice little touch.
0: Yeah. Especially when they went to Franklin's. Oh, buddy. I love yeah. Franklin's. You've been to Franklin's, right, Derek? My oh yeah, dude.
2: Franklin's. Absolutely. Oh, it's right down the street oh, from me, man. I
0: kind of wish I kind of wish I was still living in Texas for that because I know you've never gone. But Goody, man, Franklin's that's a, that, that we should do a guy's trip to Austin. Just me, you and, 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 and Braswell and maybe Joel Goody. And just go on a guy's trip to like. And not tell drive. Derek. And no. just show Derek, up. No. I mean, that whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Derek's Derek's going, like three hours away. Goody. Derek's like three hours away. Of course Derek's going to show up. Shit. We'll do one from Franklin's. We'll do a podcast from there. But I'm just saying that like, I mean, Goody, it's just so good. The it's, it's. Michelle's like, uh, she's not a big fan of brisket, but she really liked it. But dude, oh it is God, I love so, brisket. it is such a good brisket. Oh, like his when, brisket when, is amazing. When he,
1: when he pulled out the brisket, and he dropped it on the table. Oh, man, that's how it there. is in the store. no, it is no, no. It was great because it was it, it was one of those things that for me and Jenny, like we went right back to when we texted when we went to Texas last time, and the memories oh. of having that really good brisket. And what was great yeah. was that um, Jenny's sister. Uh, and and Jenny sister's husband, right? My brother in law. Like we were there. They were there too. We were telling him about how. That's how it is in Texas. Like when you get that that really good brisket, it's just served to you on wax paper, and you just kind of enjoy it and really like it. And he really loves cooking, and he really likes that aspect of it. So like he was really, really, really digging th- that movie. And he especially loved that whole kind of the slow oh, you, you, and slow. Uh, he watched the movie after guys saw it. He watched it with us. Oh, he watched it with you
0: guys? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Crazy. We, saw it, we watched it with him. Oh, that's awesome. They really that's enjoyed awesome. it too. But yeah, dude, no man, we went to, when I, mean, I went to Franklin's and it was, like dude, that whole thing, dude, I got there at 7.15 in the morning, left the house at 4.30 AM, went in there, got in there at 7.15 and I was the 10th person in line. Um, So there were 10 people ahead of me. There was a girl who got there, the, the first person got there at 6.30 in the morning. And we were there until it opened at 11. We got in, we spent, me and Alex Parra, um, we spent like $200. On brisket, sausages, ribs. The high life. I mean, we went crazy. I'll send you, guys, send you guys the picture. But we went nuts, and it was delicious. And, dude, it was just like in the movie. They brought out that huge-ass piece of fucking brisket, and I made sure. I told them, dude, we want the ends. Give us the ends. Yeah. And we had some smoked turkey breast, which was fantastic. I mean- it's such a good place. That place is amazing, man. It is so good. So, we definitely need to do a guy's trip to Austin, fellas. But, but yeah, it's, it was just, I mean, I just love, God, I love this movie. It just makes me, it makes me, it makes my heart happy just watching the movie.
2: So, give me, give me, give me your take. Give me your rating. One to 10. My rating
0: on this movie is a 10, man. I, I just, I, I can't, I mean, I've been watching this movie for the last five days. I've seen it like three or four times already. I, I wow. think. It's just me because I just love it. I love the music, the food, the the aspect of the actors, the fun they had. You can feel the fun that comes out in the movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah,
2: you can definitely pick up a tone of fun that seems to translate beyond the characters.
0: Like the part where they're in Austin and he's wearing the bandana and John Leguizamo says, Oh, I love you when you're wearing that bandana. I want your big platano. I love that part. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious.
2: Well, I mean, it just—you could tell that the actors were having fun,
1: right? That <laughs> they had okay. a good time. So Thomas says ten. Guri, where are you at? All right. So it's kind of an interesting thing with me. Um, first of all, with rating systems, here we go. Um, because I want to give this movie a seven or an eight. Now, the thing with rating rating systems, sevens always sound like it's a bad score when really it means no, you're still. Far better. You're still better than the vast majority of things. You're still out a, there. you're still above average. Yeah, way way above average. Exactly. Frankly. Yeah, so, you're fine. So I, I don't I don't take anyway. with it. So it, it could, and mostly because the ending kind of like was like meh, and the the disappearance maybe was the disappearance of Scarlett Johansson. i was, I was just kind of like, what happened with that? I don't know. So I'm like stuck between a seven or eight for this movie. I mean, I enjoyed it. It's a good movie. Uh It's a, I'll stick with seven, but. Okay. With that, I will give also a bit of a qualifier. It's a movie that, as much as I rate it at a seven, which is you know by some by some people's accounts not that great, it's definitely a movie that I would recommend to my friends. Most definitely, I would yeah. say like I wouldn't even give my rating. I'm like well, no, I think it's a seven out of ten, but I would just tell them, it's what it's a movie that I will recommend to other people, and I will talk to other people about, and you know, and I still enjoy the movie. I really, I, I still like the movie. So yeah, it's a seven, sure. but it's definitely one I will tell all my friends about. Uh, and tell them they, they should watch it especially the friends so, of mine that I know are really big into cooking and I kind of like yeah,
2: yeah, I feel like you can you can share this with somebody who is truly entrenched within the culinary world and not feel embarrassed to recommend it, right? There's enough there's enough uh, research and practice that Favaro does to be portraying an effective chef that I think it 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 g- carries some weight there. I think, um, I think for me, I, I'm going to have to give it an eight and a half, eight point five. 8.5. Um, if I were to say 10, that would tell me that it was flawless and I would, I would not want anything different. And we've already discussed why I, I do think I would have changed some things. I don't think that I could have done it better myself though. Right. I'm definitely not a director and, and I could see why. You know, somebody like Favreau, who's put in all the time and effort into it, probably had to make some creative decisions, right? Um, I'm going to say eight and a half. I think that um, a nine would tell me that I needed to watch it, you know, maybe on a regular basis, you know, and I don't think it's quite there, but it's really close for me.
0: You want to know something really quick, really funny? Is that yeah, we gave yeah. our ratings, and I took an average of our ratings. Um, and like I said before, the movie's rated as an 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's, you know, out of 10 people, 8.7, quote unquote, of the people thought favorably of the movie. We're hanging around an 8.5 total as an average. So that's pretty fucking accurate, I think. There we go. Sounds funny. like we've got
2: a good mix of... uh Expertise on this uh, panel here. I think so.
0: Here. I think so too. I think so too. It's kind of like the McLaughlin Group here. They're like, ah, next question. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I think. <laughs> I think one. one, one amendment. I, not amendment, but one thing. I kind of like to clarify a little bit more. Like the whole thing about my friends is like, like I'll watch a movie and I'll think that movie is a ten. I love that movie, but then I'll tell it to someone. I'll recommend it to someone. And they'll be like, Meh like because because that movie may be so what i like that i make it a 10 mm-hmm. because i enjoyed it yeah. that's the thing i like but like, yeah. this is definitely one of those movies that like i liked it i enjoyed it but i know also a lot of people could like it as well for different reasons cuz there's 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 a lot of really good stuff working in this movie that can appeal to different people and so i mean it was just i loved it it was it, it, i love the movie good movie but yes still giving it a 7 can that yeah. mean love no, no. can 7 be love Seven, seven can be lovely. seven is
2: love. I would have been upset if you said six.
1: Yes. Oh. Okay. Yes. All right. Woo. Oh man. You dodged <laughs> you that dodged bullet. A, you dodged a bullet there, Goody. Yes, you did. You did. Well, I mean, man. I didn't say did I would fight
2: you over it. I just would be upset. Oh, I
1: would. Oh, that's a four. I would. I said, I would. Oh. man, this movie
0: was a three. What? Did you see the same movie? I'm gonna go ahead and kick you out of this podcast right now by clicking on the kick button. Sounds good. You've
2: been ejected.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. All of a sudden, no. But yeah, no. It's yeah. I mean, I mean, all in all we all three liked the movie quite a bit. And you, people, anyone here listening, you know, please enjoy it. I mean, I think, I think it's a great movie as far as, you know, especially with the aspect of it being kind of like what gave, like with me, like I said, the, the, what gave John Favreau the, I guess, given back to his creativity, what he had, which is, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like what the, the feeling I got watching this movie was kind of the feeling after I watched Swingers, the music, The camaraderie, the aspect of, you know, what he loved about that specific culture. You know what I'm saying, Goody? Yeah. Like, it had a lot of the same type of vibe that Swingers had. I mean, you didn't have a fantastic... And you had a fast-talking, crazy comedy person. Not as great as Vince Vaughn, but, you know, somebody pretty quick like John Leguizamo. It's different. It's It's different. different. It's different.
1: Not great. It's different. Different than, than, different than Vince Vaughn. Different than
0: Vince Vaughn. You're right. Not great. Not not fantastic, but different. And he brought no, no, his no, own no. level
1: of I, I would say that's different. Like it wasn't like... He, he's I you could argue he could be just as good as Vince Vaughn and it's just it's a different style of altogether is what I'm going to say
0: exactly me, Exactly. Anyway. no yeah, you're right no you're right you're right you're right and I mean I, I, and it's true but I think what, what, what got me with the movie was that it was kind of like that aspect of Swingers Swingers is not a perfect movie by any form of fashion and the ending of that movie just like this one is not great so maybe that's something that John Favreau really has an issue with. Maybe the endings of movies are not his thing, but the bulk of the motion picture, the character building, yeah, the aspect of- Yeah, you don't feel like you're being the,
2: cheated on the build exactly, of the, the plot or anything exactly. like
0: that. Yeah, because Swingers does not have a great ending either. I mean, they're sitting in a diner talking about, you know what I mean, that they're that nothing's really different in their lives, but that they want it to be. But, but also, that's also probably possibly part of the whole 90s independent scene, who knows? Um, but, you know, the Gen X kind of feel. But, I mean, you had – but in that movie, you had great music. You had the rise of the swing music culture, you know, which was fantastic. Me and my brother were right into that, dude. I mean, we were all over that shit in high school, um, in college. I mean, I used to go to swing clubs, swing dancing clubs, not swing clubs, although there's nothing against that. You guys, whoever's down for that is okay. But swing dancing clubs I used to go to all the time in college. I mean, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's – for – this is gonna sound like the biggest dweeb. But for somebody who's a who's who's Wait, just, just you know, now you of, think you're gonna sound like a dweeb? Oh, oh, yeah,
1: yeah, now exactly. now he is. Yeah. he's now. been Joe Cool but, you know, all I, podcast what, long. Yeah, what were
2: you up to this point? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I was
0: I was I was I was a very, very uh well adjusted human being. Well adjusted you know human being. No. <laughs> you're not no, fooling no, anybody But no. but, dude. but for somebody for somebody who was not so much of a I guess an outward person, like, you know, I was more of an introvert kind of and and didn't really go to clubs or bars or any of that stuff in college a lot. I went to bars but with my fraternity brothers, but I wasn't someone that went out all the time. And when you go to the swing clubs, I mean it's it's kind of you're with people that are kinda of like you and, and and you know, it's it was fun being able to just ask a girl to dance, and not have to worry about it. You know what I mean? It was that whole vibe. The girls ask you to dance and you just go out and dance, and have a good time. No matter how good or how bad you were, you always dance, didn't matter. The girl didn't care. You you just did well. You know what I'm saying? They had a good time, so it was just it was fun. Are
2: are you are you trying to to make your own foot loose?
0: Absolutely not.
2: You just just want to dance. I'm, I just want dance.
0: Chris, yeah, just I'm like that dude in Dazed and Confused. I want to dance. I don't want to be a lawyer. <laughs> I want to dance. You know that's it. Was his name uh, Adam? Uh, what's his name? Goody. Um, no
1: idea. I saw that movie one time. Liked it, oh, but never saw but he's it again. The
0: guy, he's the guy that that got killed in uh, in Sam Ryan. Wow. Um,
1: well, couldn't tell you.
0: No, Isn't the that guy like the who got of, stabbed. Off,
1: why do I half care? Half of the cast no, dies in that movie.
0: He? No, the one who gets stabbed by the by the, by Nazi. Oh, um, Adam, Adam,
1: Adam Goldberg. Adam Goldberg. Yeah. Adam Goldberg. Adam yeah.
0: Goldberg. Yeah, he's in Dazed and Confused, and he plays one of the dorks on the night that they go out. Yes, yeah. And yes. he and he says that he's like he's like I don't want to be a lawyer anymore. He's like, oh, what do you have? I just want to dance. That's what he says <laughs> <laughs> And you're just thinking of Adam Goldberg with long black hair down to his shoulders saying, I just want to dance.
2: So, no, but anyways. I don't even know what to do with that. Should we <laughs> should we take a breather and then we'll do top
0: shelf? Uh yeah, let's take a little bit, a uh, little bit of a breather, man. All right, cool. So I will right, we'll be right back, everybody. All right, catch you in a few minutes. All right, cool. I don't, well, I don't care if we actually take a breath enough. or not, but I just it's wanted to it.
1: give you a good editing point.
0: Yeah, that yeah. works. Why do you,
1: you, you say catch you in a few minutes? Like They're not going to have to catch us in a few minutes. You, I don't know. Yeah,
0: I've, I've heard it on the We're just going to insert too,
1: podcast silence.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> For like five minutes. That's exactly, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I might even just find a few music archive of somebody who did uh, the Jeopardy da, song. Da, da,
1: da. <laughs> <No. Wow. laughs> or that, the classic intermission song
0: let's do let's do no 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 no, no. Let's, go. All go let's, the, <laughs> let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby that's exactly what i'm gonna do let's oh, all god. go to the lobby and have ourselves the snack <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. oh my god <laughs> uh, all right i i
2: that's okay. on you man That's on you. I I I can't even say anything about like it was all my fault. You're right. I
0: I mean it's it's almost like that Nickelodeon song. Nick 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 Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. (laughs) (laughs) With like the six guys walking and they're all like rhinos, anthropomorphic animals. Oh my god! Oh
2: god! How do you remember this (laughs) stuff, dude?
0: (laughs) All right, we're back. So now we're going to go ahead and go (laughs) to our top shelf um i don't know uh, i don't know who started who did it the last time but uh derek if you want to go with your top shelf of the week brother knock yourself out just crack that bitch open <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay um i'm gonna go with a little bit of a different pick for me i i i've, I've I'm, we're between seasons right now there's not a lot of fresh new anime that's really drawn my attention i'm gonna go with a live action show from canada Called Letter Kenny. I don't know if anyone's seen it. Have either of you guys ever watched this before?
1: No, I've never, never heard, even of, heard it. of it. Okay, never heard. It's of called
2: it. Letter Kenny, one word, and it's essentially about this: the, these three guys, and one of them has a sister um, that live in the sticks of Canada, in the middle of nowhere, and they're just basically farmers. Okay, but they live in a town of 5,000 people and it's the problems that these people all faced. And it's hilarious. It is the most it's, it's almost akin to a scripted and rehearsed and, and finally shot SNL skit the riffing back and forth from each other, the comedic timing, everyone is absolutely hilarious. I love the show there's like seven seasons of it already. Check it out. Letterkenny. That's my top shelf. Paper.
0: Is it an actual show or is it like a documentary series? Oh, it's, 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 an, it's an actual
2: show. It's all scripted. None of it is real, I'm sure. Because there's some some of this, some of this shit, there's no way that that happens in real life. That's funny. Yeah, check it out. Letterkenny. Um, it, is it on the server?
0: It is on the server. Yeah, check it out. Okay, all right, I'll check it out. Okay, Goody, what do we? What do you got going on right now? Uh,
1: well, right now my um, I guess my top shelf actually is an anime. Uh, it's one that I Ooh. discovered was re- it was recommended to me by someone else, and um, and I kind of watched it, but now I'm getting kind of then I kind of fell off for me, and then I picked it up again, and it's one. Uh, it's called the the Seven Deadly Sins. yeah um, yes, oh, yes,
0: such a good show, and I, I really so enjoy down. it
1: because. Well, it's funny because I see you see some of the, the the pictures for it. It's on Netflix, seasons one, two, three, or wherever they divide it up. I don't know. They're on Netflix now, um, but you see the. It, it seems kind of serious, and then you watch it, and it's not, it's very quirky. It's it's got these really cool characters. Um, it's got these you know these characters that I, I, they seem so. I, I'm I, and I don't know if it's going to change in in the future, but picking up on this pattern of the episodes and how they kind of try and you know how things happen, but they're just really great ca- characters, really great, interesting story development. Um, the, the kind of the medieval fantasy thing they're going for, the kind of European medieval fantasy thing they're going for is really, really, really cool. I like it. It's a very, it's a really great series. And the, and it's, it, it kind of reminds me of Dragon Ball Z and that it seems like yes. every, everyone has this super powerful ability or move And I'm waiting for, like, guy across the street. What do you do? Well, actually, here's my blinding, raging, fireball, kick, finger, (laughs) nail, power. Like, like, everyone has this amazing power that, like, when they fire it off, there's a crater where they, where, you know, other people used to be, and mountains are being leveled. I don't know. All the holy knights and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. And it's sort of like, it's like, oh, the holy knight, this, holy knight, that. And there's, like, a billion of these holy knights, and they've all got these amazing powers. I don't know if there's a book somewhere where they get these from um, and like a training. I don't know how that works. But it's like everyone seems so super powerful. I don't know. It's but all that being said, I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. So yeah, the Seven Deadly Sins. Um I'm all about that right now. That's my top such a, shelf. Such a great show. Such a great it's show. Such a good it's, show. Um, it was I think it's still shows. on
2: Netflix and you can listen yes. to it dubbed in English so that you know, if you're not somebody who's really entrenched in anime and likes to read the subtitles. You can oh, you can get a taste of
0: it. Yeah, just, yeah it's good. It's and such it's, a, it was when I first read that. When I first watched that show, I was like, "Huh, I wonder if this show is good." And I sat down. I meant like in like, and I watched five episodes. Yeah, you I binged like, the Jesus. whole thing. I
1: was like, "Damn, this is so good." And, a, and you know what, it, what I love? Is, it's a fun show. It's like it's not so serious. It's it's really cool. I like it a lot. It's a fun show. Yeah, it's it's cool. a really it, fun show.
0: It definitely it definitely definitely checks all the boxes. It's it has one of the show.
2: best intro songs. Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. oh dude
0: dude it's so good
2: so good
0: yes so good it is so good all right cool well um my top shelf um is um i mean i'm currently in the middle of it but it's um it's a graphic novel it's an old graphic novel it's not a new one it's an old one and i and i'm just finishing it up um it is a mouse. I don't know if you guys ever read mouse. I know Goody knows about mouse, but you yeah, know, about I read mouse? It. I read mouse, it. Derek. You read it, Goody? Okay. You you know about Mouse, Derek? I don't know. I'm, the first thing that comes to okay. mind is
2: Mighty Mouse, and I know that's not what you're talking about.
0: No, no, it's actually it's spelled M-A-U-S. Um it's um okay, so what it is, it was it came out in the early nineties. It's actually a Pulitzer Prize winning graphic novel. I mean it's it's a big deal. And, and the guy who wrote it, it was a love letter to, not a love letter, it was kind of like a, he wanted to show his dad's experience during the Holocaust, but he didn't want it to be where it was just so depressing. You know, to a certain degree, he wanted because he was a comic book drawer. Like He wrote uh, illustrations for the newspapers and he did stuff for comics and independent stuff. And he was an independent artist. And he wanted to do something that reflected his father, his parents experience in the Holocaust. And and but he did it in a way where everybody who is Jewish was a mouse. Oh, and then the, I did hear about this. And then the Germans, the Germans are portrayed as cats. And and he's a he's a Czech is his father was a Czech Jew. So it's from that aspect of what happened with Czechoslovakia and when when the Nazis overtook Czechoslovakia, um, uh he 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 was it's kind of like that, and then the Czechs are all played by uh are all portrayed as pigs and there's scenes where he's trying to pretend to be a pig and he has a pig's mask and it's you can see it's a mask i mean there's a string behind his head holding the mask in his face but it's just one of those books where it's does it work does it fool them it works it works you know what i mean it's one of those things where figuratively and it's based on a true story it's not like this is fake this is a true story because it's his dad, is is the author's dad's true life experience. His parents' true life experience during the Holocaust, during the Final Solution. I mean, it was it's their experience, and he just put it in the graphic novel. It's all black and white. It's super independent. I mean, it's an independent uh, printing, and it is an amazing book. I bought it on Amazon for like twenty bucks. They have the complete because it's two. It was two graphic novels, and I bought the complete graphic novel. Which was like I said, it was just twenty dollars on Amazon. Amazing buy, worth worth the buy. And you read the whole thing, and it's just it's depressing. It is depressing because you know what you're the subject matter you're experiencing. But he doesn't he doesn't show like all the the kind of the grisly shit that you see like in Schindler's List, which is true. Not not denying the fact of what happened, not at all. I am not one of those deniers. It was horrible experience that they lived through, but what he shows, he shows the human aspect of what his parents were going through, how they were dealing with being in the camps, having to hide, having to experience that kind of life, and it was it was really it's really crazy to watch. And then on top of that, it jumps back and forth between the camps or the experience in world war ii to present day which would be in the mid to late 80s that's what he was going through the period of making the book so it's mid to late 80s and it's him dealing with his father now which uh, and and how a lot of the jews that survived the holocaust how their lives were affected because of it they were they didn't believe in banks per se they they kept money on hand they didn't want to spend money they didn't want to you know, I mean, a the lot of the, their personalities were oh, changed. Oh, dude,
2: that's of crazy. Experience
0: of it. And, you know, and, and you know, like, like he he like his his dad has a little has quite a bit of money. You know, he, he was he was a, an entrepreneur in Czechoslovakia. When he came to the States, he still became kind of an entrepreneur. So he's got some money stashed away, but he doesn't want to spend it. And his new wife, which was actually which turned out to be like a friend of his mom's. Like, like when his mom passed away, like he married her just so he could have a companion. But even still, he treats her like shit because she's not his wife, and he doesn't give a shit about her. Oh, so it's one of those dude. things. It's, it's and that's a, actually a funny part of the of the whole book is his relationship with this lady because all she does is complain about him, and he's just like, "What the fuck? You're not my wife. Who the fuck cares?" Did they You're not? Just did they not film. make an animated like film I think of they, this? I, I feel I, like I, I read they, that. I think they did way back in the '90s, but it was like a super independent kind of thing. Like I don't think it was really like I think it was maybe like an hour long series, Mm -hmm. like those Mm -hmm. specials, those PBS kind of things. Yeah. But but yeah, no man, it it is, I mean, if anybody can read, wants to read something that's groundbreaking and it's dramatic. It has all the aspects. It gives you a great aspect of what was happening in that part of the world during World War II, even though we can always read about it, but from the aspect of someone who experienced it. And what he did, because he was one of those people that was he wasn't born, you know, with money, but he built himself up to have money. He owned a business by himself that he built up, and then the, then the Nazis came and took it away. You know, how do like you spell people, it again?
2: Mouse.
0: Mouse. M a u s. And it's just, it's, it's a fantastic book. It's something definitely worth the read. If you can buy it, dude, buy it. It's worth it, dude. It's worth the 20 bucks. I mean, it's, I think it's worth more than that, but it's definitely worth the money. And it's not like it's a a hard book to read. Like it's not a lot, it's not a big book. Like you're talking maybe a hundred to 200, 200 pages. And it's all, you know, it's a comic book, you know, it's, it's a graphic novel. So you get all that stuff and it's, it comes through the emotion comes through. it's, I mean, I I can't say enough. It's a fantastic read. Fantastic read.
2: Sounds like a great top shelf pick, man.
0: Yeah. It's a good one. But yeah, maybe, I mean, we've been doing really good with these top shelves guys. I think we've been doing really well.
2: (laughs) Naturally, they're all our favorites, so they're, they're, they're the best that so, could yeah. be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, exactly. for real,
0: for real, for real. I toot um, my own horn,
2: but we are amazing.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, we are wild and crazy guys.
1: <laughs> okay, that is the reference. I don't think anyone's waiting for. Yeah, and no, I don't think anyone knows it.
0: No, 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 no. Not if we don't toot our own horn. So, anyways, um, booty. Oh um, wow. all right, so um, we're gonna follow. We're gonna go to our letter D, but also the next episode will be the special birthday episode for Goody. Birthday.
1: Birthday. Uh Because his
0: birthday's coming up like a big baby. Like a big birthday. Twenty one again.
1: Yay. Are you twenty one again, Goody? I don't know how to do that math. No, I'm not. I'm not turning that age. Actually, I'm not turning <laughs> Never that Never again. God, I would not I re- go back. I would not go oh, back good. either. That, <laughs> night was, that night was horrible. No, and that the night, thing is that I couldn't so go back. The, the day after was so bad. And, and the, the thing is that like, it's not even because you turn 21, you're young, you have that night, oh, but you'll recover fast. You do the same thing now and your body does not come back, does not no, bounce back from that the same way. That no, do. you to You need a good. You need a good forty-eight
0: hours to recover.
1: I don't, don't want to talk about how
2: old I am, but there has to be preparation done. <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> yes. Hey, is that Julian? Michael. Yeah,
1: it is. That's my Yay. boy. Hey.
0: hey, Julian. Hi, Julian. All right. So, that's awesome. But yeah, so Goody, since it is your birthday episode, what will we be watching next week as our letter
1: D? Well, as our letter D, uh I think what we what I've chosen is we're gonna watch what some might argue is uh well the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Um and I think y'all know what that is. Uh it is Die Hard. Die oh, Hard. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was gonna- I was, going, I was going for It's a Wonderful
0: Life, but sure, we'll go with Die Hard. Yeah. Hey, it's a Wonderful Life starts dope. with a D, right? It starts <laughs> yes, with a D. Yes, exactly, you know your letters? Exactly. That's oh cute. Just,
1: just, just throw that D, Goody. Throw that D. No. No. <laughs> so, yes. Next, uh, that's, where, that's where I'm going. For. We're going with it. That's where I want to go with it. So we're going to watch Die Hard next, and we're going to awesome. pontificate awesome. on the beauty that is that Bruce Willis vehicle that would uh, span a franchise, actually, I guess you could say, right? Would you call it a franchise? I mean, what, five movies now? In total? Uh, no,
0: we only, have, we only have four. Four five, movies. Five, oh, five. No, you're right. Shit, I five. forgot. I forgot about the Russian one. Yeah. I forgot about the Russian you one. You can't. Yeah, We have to you include can't, it. Un, can't unsee that one.
1: That one <laughs> that was I fun. Mean, honestly, what do you mean?
0: I, I mean, I mean, that was a good one. I, I prefer Live Free or Die. That one was a better one. That one was a good one. I actually like that one better than Part 3. Part 3 was good, too.
1: Whatever. Anyway, we're seeing the first one. Anyway, Let's start it, it all. the first one. Yes, yes. <laughs> Let's start it all. Die Hard. There we go. That's a good one. Good
0: choice. Good choice. I, that's a clap. That's a clap yeah, for you. Really. I'm down for that.
1: Let's do it. I'm so down for
0: that. Let's do it.
2: Everyone out there, feel free. Watch Die Hard. And next time you come back, you can join in the conversation. Um, yeah. Oh,
0: oh, and I wanted to just say one last thing. I wanted to just do one thing. There's only one person... That actually guessed the movie, the, uh, the episode for, uh, for episode two, and that was my boy Joey Joe Vega. I had a little uh, stupid little contest on Instagram and Facebook, say who could guess because I was doing some crazy shit on Instagram. It's just nuts. I was being weird, but <laughs> it was. I said if you could guess, and I dude, I would throw up collages of different movies. Like I had a collage that had Commando. Black Rain, Lethal Weapon, and, and Beverly Hills Cop, all 80s movies. I know the one that had, you know, collage of like Patrick Swayze, uh, uh Arnold Schwarzenegger and Commando, Beverly Hills Cop, Marlene. R- That's like a weird ass thing. Just look in your Instagram account, Derek. You'll see. But in any case, um, but yeah, I threw up some stuff and I said, hey, if you can answer correctly uh what movie we're watching or what movie I'm gonna be releasing on Thursday for episode two. I'll give you a shout out on the recording. And so for the correct answer... The winner of the shout-out <laughs> is my boy, as we like to call him in the we, – we we, me and my friends, we call ourselves the mafioso crew stupid in college. <laughs> my little – my boy, Lil Joe Vega, out in uh, in New York City. Book, book. So, uh, yeah, so he we, he uh, he actually guessed. He was the only one that guessed, and he guessed early as fuck, dude. I was like, good man, dude. Good man. man. He got it then. So, he got it. He got it. He had Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop. Somebody said Eddie Murphy, uh, Mike Placencia said Eddie Murphy, uh, Golden Child, which I thought was a nice deep cut, but uh, not you know, a bad movie, a, not a bad movie at all either. That is a, that uh, is a fun choice. That is a fun choice too. We may hit that for for G. You never know. But uh, but but yeah, so he but he was the only one that said Beverly Hills Cop. And another and another um I just wanna just for, for shits and giggles, uh our boy Elias called uh he he called on Commando because he loves 80s Paquete movies, as they like as he likes to call them Goody. So I can see that.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a genre. <laughs> That's, That's a, a good genre. genre name. Any Spaghetti movies, you That's know. a good genre name you can, there.
0: You can throw Commando in there. You can throw maybe Rambo First Blood Part II. Uh, you could possibly even throw in Red Heat, you know. <laughs> so
1: There's a lot of choices that go in there. There's a lot of choices lot for these Spaghetti
0: movies. But in any case, shape of the form, the winner is Joe Vega. Good job, Joe. Nice job. And, um, and on that thought, we'll go with our social media handles. Uh, Derek, where are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm on
2: Twitter, uh, at... DB underscore arrow A E R O. Um, if you think my opinion's wrong, persuade me, I'll
0: listen. <laughs> yeah, it's like to it change my mind. Uh, it's like that that weird meme, change my mind. Um, there was, um, so as far as myself, um, you can find me at, at Twitter on at jube uh 79. That's J-U-B as in Boy E I 79. Oh. Or um, or um, and you can find our podcast at uh, on Twitter at Movies on the Rock, Movies on the Rock. That's R O C as the Rock One. And you can find us on Instagram at Movies on the Rock Twenty Twenty. Um, and, uh, and just let us know and send us a send us a message on Instagram. Just hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. Let us know as always. You know, subscribe, like, you know, and share um the podcast we want to definitely hear from you guys give us some give us ratings, some ratings. we want feedback give us some ratings we want we definitely want feedback um we're trying to do this as much as possible uh but yeah just uh, let us know how you like it if you don't like it um if you don't like it that's cool too just keep listening we're trying to get better as we go along this is only the third episode so um if i've pissed people off i apologize um and but, if, and if you any- don't
2: like it Just, just keep watching,
0: keep listening. Just keep listening, keep because we're gonna we're gonna be going all over the place as far as our movies are concerned. So, on that note, gentlemen, uh, thank you for everybody listening, guys. I appreciate you coming out, and I only want to leave us with one thing, okay, guys. I'm listening. The most important phrase of that movie was "It's fucking molten." (laughs) Right,
1: everybody. There we go.
0: (laughs) You have a good night, gentlemen. Everybody, good night.
1: Hey, everybody, good night. Peace out.